37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's going on, guys? This is Pixelated Paranormal Presents Happy Hour with Sean and Preston. And with us tonight, we have a menagerie of people. Uh, with me is Preston. There's no Rob tonight. Of course, he's not in Kansas, but the rest of us are. So we have Corey from Pixelated Radio. Corey. How's it going? A.K.A. Corndog. <laughs> that was Grandpa Corn Corn. Yeah. Now it's Grandpa Corn Corn. <laughs> <laughs> and also with us is the duo of O and D podcast. Hey, hey. Yeah, Brady and Steven. Guys, yeah. how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. I'm your man on the street. Man Finally on, the on this fucking episode of the show. There you go. I got side. I got sideloaded on the bush league by week. <laughs> <laughs> by weekly bush league. <laughs> so yeah, um, as promised, this is our special episode. Uh, Preston and I wanted to do a couple extra shows once in a while, and we decided tonight we would do it. So uh, we're doing a local show with some of the Kansas crew, and we're just going to talk about just some weird stuff. Um, menagerie of crazy shit. That's it. That's it's the second it. time that word's been dropped. Menagerie or crazy shit? <laughs> menagerie. Bingo. <laughs> there it is. Everybody take a sip. <laughs> I want to give a um, an audio. If you guys hear a cat in the background, just just enjoy it. Brady has a cat farm, and he's growing kittens <laughs> in the back room. It's Brady season. He's got the old pussy on the chain wax. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we normally start off with some news. So Preston, you want to take over with the news? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about um, an article I found that deals with bringing woolly mammoths back to life. And scientists are looking at being able to reproduce woolly mammoths or a hybrid within two years. And if you go to HuffPost.com, this article comes from HuffPost. Uh, It starts off by saying, did we learn nothing from Jurassic Park? And a Harvard University scientist told The Guardian this week that his team is only two years away from resurrecting some traits of the woolly mammoth. So we're not going to get a full woolly mammoth. This is going to be like a half-breed. Just a woolly. Just a woolly. And basically what they're doing is they have, uh, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but earlier, two years ago, they found a baby woolly mammoth in Siberia. And it was in the permafrost, and it had enough viable DNA inside of it that they're going to be able to use that. And they are going to mix that with an Asian elephant and be able to produce an embryo that's like 60% woolly mammoth and then eventually be able to bring this species back somewhat. Now, you know, this article here made the comment about, like, did we learn nothing from Jurassic Park? Well, there was another article that I came across that stated that when it comes to dinosaurs, one, there's nothing alive today that they can actually cross-reference with. So like with the woolly mammoth, we were able to do it with the Asian elephant. If saber-toothed tiger, if we were to find like a frozen saber-toothed tiger or a bone that actually had viable DNA, 
we could actually cross that with like a Asian tiger or a hmm. Siberian tiger, and we could actually start bringing these animals back. Why are we crossbreeding everything with Asian animals? I don't know, because you know in Asia that's where they're all at. You I know? think it's Asian. What's, <laughs> what's the point of what, what's the point of doing of doing this? So, like in some cases, like with the woolly mammoth, the like the Siberian forest right now is the you know the ecosystem is being heavily decimated, and so one way to jumpstart that is to re- reintroduce an old species, and so they're thinking to be able to, to kind of save like the Siberian forest itself from going into extinction. Let's bring back this animal. Um, the rest of it, but really is it being extinct because of man and man yes. done shit? Yes. So and if they bring in this beast, they're just going to be hunted and extinct. Uh, you know, there's going to be some laws and some rules and you know things and regulations. You don't kill the one fucking woolly so, so listen. <laughs> so we can't do dinosaurs because we don't have any viable dinosaur DNA, and then we don't have anything that we can actually crossbreed it with. There's so no dra- Asian dinosaurs. Yeah, there's no Asian dinosaurs, so we we can't do Jurassic Park. But there, so there's a list of animals that we can do. We can bring back the thylacine, which is a you know the Australian the the, the Tassie tiger. Isn't that an antibiotic too? Yes. Okay. And then uh, we can do the dodo bird, and we can bring that motherfucker back and then there's this one called the dire deer or like the dire stag and it was like a giant elk from Ireland so we can bring that motherfucker back and I don't know about you but I love deer steak so I'm all for dire what about dire streaks we bring them back <laughs> I would love it if we did that that would be great or, so, uh, my only question is when can I get one and can I ride it? <laughs> like a Far Cry Primal. <laughs> so, so okay, if we can do that, if we can get enough viable Hitler DNA, can yeah. we crossbreed him with the Asian Hitler? Yeah, we could. Yes. And then we can bring him back. It's a done deal. Guys, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> what was that off for Rick and Morty? Uh, Ab- Abra Linker, Lincoln Abram, Linker yeah. Ham. Yeah, yeah. We could do it. That's awesome. We could do it. That's awesome. Now, did you want to add about that dinosaur? The chicken T-Rex? Let's go. Let's do it, Brady. I mean, do we have uh, Well, I remember reading an article about them crossing the DNA of a T-Rex with a chicken and making tiny T-Rexes. Tiny T-Rexes. And I read this article. It's, it's been years ago. So right, right. It's a little blurry as far as, as far as details go, but... Yeah. I know that... Since reading that article, I always just wanted one. That's all you dreamed of? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> An army? Well, I know there was there was a descendant of the, the T-Rex they found recently, and it's the size of a T-Rex, but it's the size of a chicken. And I remember reading about that, so I mean... Now, see, I never heard about this at all. Now, see, I remember reading an article that was the opposite. They were doing um, DNA, like, where they're trying to isolate, like, different mitochondriac DNA. Uh-huh. Out of the chicken, and they isolated one that was left over from when, you know, they say that dinosaurs, you know, eventually evolved into birds. So they found, like, this dead strand or, like, what they call, like, the, the junk DNA inside a chicken, and they activated it, and they actually blew up this chicken foot to where it was, like, six feet. So they enlarged the chicken. So basically, I read this article where they made a giant chicken. Isn't there, like, places where they take, <laughs> this like... This reminds me of Papa Teen Hunger. Like, it's like, Don't they take... Doesn't, don't, like, certain, uh, I don't know, people out there use, like, chicken feet for, like... Telling you know like, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. imagine like feet, huh? yeah like chicken feet like in a bowl with a bunch of like teeth and shit. You just have this big six foot. Hold on, let me get my walk out. Check these chicken feet. I know uh, this one calls for the big one. Yeah. This one calls for the big. I just picture a bunch of chickens with giant feet, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. just exhausted all the time. Uh, well, hey, that segues perfectly into some news I found um, about big feet. 
Did you hear that in Washington they're trying to make the state instead of the state animal they're trying to make the state uh, national cryptid the Sasquatch? I did not hear that. Yeah, it says that uh, a new bill to seek a, and designate a Sasquatch to the official cryptid of Washington State has been introduced. The cryptid is defined by Oxford as an animal whose exist yeah, an animal whose existence or survival is disputed by something that's unsubstantiated. If it'd be better if I could read. But basically, the bill is sponsored by Republican Senator Ann Rivers of L.A. Center or La Center, and it will be introduced this week after a celebrity boy. Uh, wrote into the legislation, and here's his letter, and here's why they're uh, actually thinking about doing this. It says, uh, my phone wasn't such a bastard. Dear Senator, my name is Caleb. Boy, is my handwriting terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But try your best to read this. I'm a third grader at Yelcott Primary in Battleground. I love science and watching YouTube videos about Bigfoot. Washington State is the leader in Bigfoot sightings. I have started an online petition with my dad and grandpa asking people to sign it to make Bigfoot our state's cryptid symbol. What can I do? You know what? Bigfoot. Trump's America. Done. Boom. I like my favorite part of that story is that you read it like a three year or <laughs> It says that Rivers couldn't resist the opportunity for teaching a moment. You can almost as read as good as he can write. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the problem is. Rivers couldn't resist the opportunity for a teaching moment. The result will be a state bill, number 5816, which recognizes Sasquatch's immeasurable contributions to Washington State's cultural heritage and ecosystem and the importance of preserving the legacy of Sasquatch. So this isn't saying that, like, hey, we're making Bigfoot an actual, like, species or anything. This is just saying we recognize the scientific aspects of Bigfoot. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's going to be just as you know legit as a state bird, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, not really, because state bird actually exists. Have you seen it? Yeah. Well, I don't know what Washington state bird is, but probably. So what are we going to do with Kansas, though? Because I can't have, like, Washington's having, like, Bigfoot as their state mammal, and then we got the fucking... What do we have? Like, we have the Hamburger Man. Yeah, we got the... Ham- monster. We got the Hamburger Man, like... But, like, what's our actual state animal, though? Does anybody know that? Uh, I did. I don't remember We that. should be deported. Yeah. Is the metal Not in Trump's America. But I don't know, man. If only we had a phone that we could look this kind of stuff up on. Yeah. Google it real quick. (laughs) But it's not fair. Like, I think, yeah, like, our state animal should now be the Hamburger Man. The Hamburger Man's a creepy guy, though. Uh, And we could be like, well, fuck you, Washington. Did you guys ever hear the legend of bison? Bison. The bison? It's on the flag. So So we'd rather have Bigfoot or the bison. I mean, come on. That's good. So, have you guys the bird? The bird is the Western meadowlark. Okay, so you and you know what are uh, sunflower? That's her. Flower. I I got one out of however many. I know her song is. I think I think all of our answers collectively answered that question. I I think we could stay in Kansas a bit longer. Yeah, not get deported yet. Yeah. Yeah. What's our grass? um, Prairie grass. Blue. Boom. I don't know. I think it's the extreme opposite. If you know what the state grass is, you're an idiot too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Have you guys heard the tale of the hamburger man? 
you guys went over on right urban legends. Yeah, I think the best thing, real quick, on your second, the best thing about this podcast and Pixel Paranormal was like I listen to it because it's my education. That's why you're gonna be deported. Shit, and I'm like, oh, this is a cool story. One college credit. Yeah, yeah. It's a credit. I have not heard about the hamburger man. So, so the hamburger man is your your classic hamburger. The hamburger man is basically like our urban legend about you know if you go out and make out somewhere in the in the I almost said the desert. <laughs> in the well, woods, Kansas desert, yeah, yeah, the Kansas desert, the Kansas badlands, and you're you're up on makeout point. Then this guy will show up who's been burned severely badly, and he doesn't have any hair, and he looks like he's made out of raw hamburger meat. How so did he get burned, Freddie? I don't know. Is it from grilling hamburger? No, like uh, what was the story? Like him and uh, he was he was in an affair with a woman, and then her husband caught them. And then like burned them both alive, and then that's like like why he's all deformed and shit. And then now like he takes out his revenge on any couple that he sees how, making out. How old is this story? I have no idea. It's an urban legend. Is this know. Kansas based? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never heard of this. It was on the top fifty best urban legends. One yeah. one legend per state. And again, I'm not making out no fucking cars in some cliff top. Especially <laughs> <laughs> not out in the Kansas yeah. desert. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, basically, he kept he captures people, takes them back to his house, and makes hamburger meat. All right, what is that stampede? <clears throat> no, we recorded in our podcast last episode, and there your your stereotypical guy with a motorcycle. You yeah, guys, I got, I got a bike here, and just standing out there. I walked out looking and, around. He, he was doing like the, the air hump, the he air thrust. Like, He's like, check out my fucking bike. <laughs> I picture a Crash Bandicoot fucking. <laughs> 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 it's like we'll be sitting here playing games at Brady's house, and there's no noise. Right, we go to record something every fucking day. The cat goes back into heat. The guy hops on his motorcycle, and partners has the itchiest ears of any dog I've ever seen. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, so this ham- this hamburger man, like, what what did uh, when was the when was the last? I don't know. A case sighting. of a sighting, I don't, whatever. I don't think there are like sightings of these things. I think they just like it's just urban wild, urban, yeah. urban legends. So like what happens? Like you have kids out on prom and they're doing some little nooky nooky behind the scenes, and then one of them sees a shadow moving. Like oh shit, that was the hamburger man. Put the car in drive, and they no, just it's just off. some creepy pedo in the background. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to find out what it's actually where it's derivative from, though. Yeah. What what actual story? Somebody heard a story, then heard a story, and then heard, heard a story. Made it's so up. weird, though, too, because, like, you know how they have, like, all these multiple, multiple um, versions of urban legends, and then they had that movie, Urban Legend? Yeah. Uh-huh. They never made sequel to that movie. Yeah. It was always weird. weird. It's like the easiest cash cow ever. You just, there's thousands of urban legends. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird, but I've never heard Thank of that. Thank God one. they didn't. I God actually, knows we'd be up to Urban Legends 19. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, I went to hamburgerman.com, Brady. That's a website. I yeah. wouldn't go to that website. That sounds very, very yeah. dirty. <laughs> meat spinners, like comic. Oh, Wait, can we? Like, okay, hold on. For real though, can can we add cheeseburger instead of hamburger man? Because then it would be Rob. <laughs> I love this cheeseburger. Straight from Kentucky, the cheeseburger man. He's a docile creature. Like, okay, so like, anytime any one of us travels anywhere, we're always taking pictures of burger joints. That's true. Like, be like, Rob, yeah. check this out. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So, okay, so to answer your question, the hamburger man history started off in 1985. 
The Hamburger Man has been operating since 1985. Whether it's a big corporate picnic, a block party, birthday party, school or church function, sorority fraternity gathering, or any other outdoor function, the Hamburger Man is known to have one of the best old-fashioned hamburgers in town. I think you Googled the wrong thing. I think you're right. <laughs> more like, a, like a restaurant. I think you're right. Oh, uh, uh, now I want to go to this place. Call and order and cater your Hamburger Man. Where's that place? Hey, you should, local you should, can we do a live call and call them and ask them if they know about the Hamburger Man? <laughs> No, we could. We no, really should. Sure. <laughs> okay, totally put it on speaker. <laughs> so essentially, the real legend of the Hamburger Man goes that a deformed man who was maimed in a car crash or a house fire, not from banging some mistress, <laughs> lives in a shack somewhere on Hamburger Hill in Hutchison, Kansas. I've been there. It's funny. I bet you have. It's funny. No one's ever seen Corey and the Hamburger Man in the same place. It's yeah. true. <laughs> um, he's a cannibal who hunts people who dare roam the hill alone at night. He cannibal? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he eats people now. Yeah. Very good. Maybe he makes them in the hamburger. He kidnaps them and grinds their bodies down while they're still alive, in oh, parentheses, there you go. to a meaty hamburger-like mixture for his dinner. And then he sells the meat... To the little what, <laughs> the, yeah. the place in Salina, the Cozy Inn Burgers, the yeah, little miniature burgers. There we go. Pretty sure That's why they're so good. Preston and he gets walked out in D and D land. meat pies. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm. Uh, that's one we could really call those people if you wanted to. Dude, yeah, let's do it. it. Where are they from? Are they open right now? Uh, you know what? We could find out. If they want to sell some fucking hamburgers, they better be uh. open. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Cedar Springs, Dallas, Texas. Dude, call them. No, yeah, call them. Do it. Call them. My phone started ringing. Whatever that is. The hamburger man. <laughs> it's a hamburger man. <laughs> I heard you talking about him. Oh, shit. Totally you totally want a hamburger? I want to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Candy cane. It's called Who's Got the Pickles? You said it was in Cedar Springs, Texas? Yeah. Where's Hang on. Uh, we're going to have to cut part of this. All right. So we're about to call them. Let's go here. It's in, it says the phone number is located in Dallas, Texas. So we're going to call these, these hamburger crooks. Did, we, did you introduce? Do they know we're calling? Yeah. I think so. They do know. <laughs> we're inquiring about the hamburger, man. Hopefully we can leave a message. What time zone are they in? Let's only let's pray. Please, please have a Hello, thank you for calling the hamburger man. We are unable to answer the phone at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) And we will return the call promptly. Leave us your name, your telephone number, and any details regarding your party. We appreciate your business and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you and have a great day. Hello there. Uh, yeah, my name is Frank, and I'm calling in uh, regards to the Hamburger Man. We're actually looking into the urban legend myth, and we're part of a, a, um, a news organization. Maybe and part of this, right, Mark? Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to figure out who the Hamburger Man is, and uh, just knowing if you like, we're checking out some people making out on some cliffs or something, and then chopping them up and making hamburgers. So if you can give me a call back, that'd be great. All right, peace. Oh, wow. Whoever's going to listen to that message is going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, Coward Frank. That's <laughs> <laughs> our man on the streets, Frank. <laughs> that's our, uh, our news correspondent, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't even know. I've been on podcasts before where... Um, Back in the day when I first started doing podcasting, I'm fucking telling you, I used to do prank phone calls, and 
Some of that shit I would not be allowed to say on your guys' podcast. It was some fucked up shit. I and can believe it. Back in the day, we used to call businesses and be like, uh, yeah, last night um, uh, I was eating at your restaurant and um, I looked down and there was just this big phallic looking looking pastry in my dish or whatever and then and then like people would like really like, get into it and be like oh we're so sorry about that would you like to come in again we'll give you some free non-phallic dishes all right i'm gonna start asking for that for my deal can i get the uh, non-phallic <laughs> pasta please <laughs> <laughs> well while you guys were when we were doing that phone call i did find out that there was a case of a man killing his wife in a wood chipper a guy named Richard Crafts was an airline pilot from Newtown and was accused of killing his wife and putting her parts into a wood chipper and he was found guilty of murder on November 22nd, 1989. Good God. He didn't even have the internet back then. Uh, his trial conducted in New London ended as a mistrial last year, so in 1988. But it says, yeah, he was 51 years old and faces possible sentences of up to 25 years to 60 years in prison. And it says the evidence included bits of bones, a fingernail, hair samples, and other body parts recovered from the site during a rainstorm. Oh, fuck. So what's so crazy is that, like, if you, if you were ever to become that, like, to kill somebody and put somebody in a wood chipper, like, you literally have to stand there and, like, hold their body into that. You'd, you'd have to cut them up. He, he cut her body up with a chainsaw. Okay, okay. But I mean, not that I would know. Crazy, <laughs> <laughs> they were pushing up his glasses. Yeah. Actually, well, technically, you want to start with the feet first, because <laughs> the head pops like a watermelon. <laughs> but just, just the thought of like you doing that, and then you're just sitting there like waiting for it to chip down. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess if if you went that nuts and you you cut somebody with a chainsaw and you had to hear the evidence. Like, yeah, like at that at, at, at that point, are you still filled with rage and anger, or are you like, fuck, what did I do? Or are you building a snowman out of the yeah. chunks? <laughs> <laughs> like, you ever think, like, crazy. in those moments when people do real heinous stuff like that, if there's ever, like, you know, you get that initial, like, instant rage, and then, you know, yeah. maybe you kill somebody. Black or, out. Yeah, and then, like, as you're getting rid of the evidence, if there's those moments of clarity where you're just like... Did I just do that shit? Yeah. And Probably. Like, so, like, that Russian lady, I don't know if you guys remember us. Granny Bell Lecter? Yeah, Grant, Granny Bell Lecter from Russia. She, uh, so she killed her husband, chopped him up in the bathroom. So she, you know, took him in there, put him in the tub, and was, like, chopping up, like, little parts and stuff. And then he, she reported him as missing, and they could never find the body. And then um, she ended up, like, getting a roommate, and, like, the roommate, like, was, like, you know, when they would pour tea, was getting, like, tea over the coasters or whatever, so she got all pissed off, fucking, like, chopped her up. And then there's like the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was like somebody else. There was just like a guy off the street that needed was like like repairing something and like pissed her off. So she like chopped him up. And the only reason why they caught her was that uh, she uh, was on camera because they have like cameras out in the parks now. Yeah. And it caught her dumping out this weird like you can see like a little arm floating to the river or whatever because she was dumping it over the bridge. And uh, so when they arrested her and she was going to like court hearing or whatever, she was like. You know, I'm a monster. Just go ahead, put me away. I, I, I was pissed off. I was doing black magic. I just wanted to make everybody, you know, part of my magic. I was mad at them. And then she was just, she didn't fucking care. She was like so far gone that she was like, man, they pissed me off. So I fucking chopped them up and put them in my chili. Done deal. <laughs> oh, man. 
That's crazy. I don't want to sell her beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring the thin mints? You're going in the chili. I don't think I want the cookies just to get us guys. I make my own cookies. You, you'd be part of it. It'd be good. Come here. Uh, yeah. He. Uh, so this guy, his uh, Mr. Kraft, his wife was a flight attendant, and she went missing. He told some police that he had no idea where she went. He told other police he took her back to her home country of Denmark. And then he went out and rented a U-Haul truck, a wood chipper, and kept her body in a freezer for one day before he destroyed the evidence. Wow. Yeah. Man. Update real quick. Brady's Pussy Farm is off the chain wax right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll move on from the news. And Brady, you have an important question to ask. Um, I just kind of want to... You know, you have those questions that everybody asks throughout their life, why I'm here, you know, Uh where am I from? If you could know a definite truth about anything in the world, or galaxy, or anything, what would it be? Corey? Oh, I don't want to go first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Aliens. I want to know. I I, I want definite proof. Like, I always say this all the time, it's like, I... Not because like I'm trying to be fucking cool and whatever. And now I'm talking about like a truth, like a truth even about yourself, about your future, about I mean anything. If you okay, okay, one thing. Okay, yeah. Aliens. Aliens. You had a- <laughs> aliens. So it's got to be something related to me. No, anything. No, just, anything. If you could just know one thing, like it was, you were going to get the most definite answer. Okay. All right. All right. So the question uh, is, if you, could, if you could ask one question, one question, what would it be about anything in the world? Yes. Okay. And then know the the absolute definite. You, you proof. get the answer. It would be, it would it would be faith. And you have to live with the answer. Yeah, faith. I think I would want to know whether a, a, a god or god actually actually exists. Yeah, yeah. Because like that's one thing I'm struggling with right now in my life. Not to get too deep, but like um, I would want the definite proof of that mm-hmm. because then that would like help you. Then it's not faith. Yeah, yeah. Then then you know what I mean. Like whether God is real or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So like so to have. So that when you're having these conversations with people, and then like, you know, that type of thing, like yeah. I want to know that. Specific what if it's like the Batman thing? thing where he asks who the Joker is, and then it's like, well, which one? And then yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: There's three Jokers. And yep. Bam, done deal. Yeah. All right, Sean, your turn. I, you know, I want touched base on yours. Like, what if you found out there wasn't a God? Do you get to tell everybody there's not a God, or there is a God, or do you have to keep the answer to your question to yourself? It's kind of like that. Well, movie. That's the thing. You 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 get the answer uh-huh. now. No one else gets that answer. Okay, so you, kind of like the movie uh, Contact with Jodie Foster. Never right. Saw it. You never saw that? You I fucking. Saw it. I was like, I've seen it. You know, like she gets to go this there. Is over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she gets to go to that. Yeah. See the aliens, whatever, and uh-huh. blah blah. And then when she comes back, she's supposed to tell them, you know, like, hey, like this is what happened, and then no one right. believes her. So it's like, right, right. even if I. But then again, you guys have talked about people on on the podcast before about people being visited by aliens and then they mm-hmm. go and talk about or other beings or whatever they, they talk about and everybody looks up like a fucking nut job right. so it'd be the same thing yeah, yeah. but like for your own brain and your own sake yeah for say, you like that's what I that's what I want to know do you get to remember the answer forever I know yeah. I'm getting too deep into this yeah, you, you get so what would that what would that do then if you if you found out there was or wasn't would you think it would change your convictions you think like if you found out there wasn't a god definitely hey, definitely yeah. well, if you definitely. were if you were a super religious person and you found out that there was definitely not a god yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like to me it's like um say tomorrow a fucking massive alien ship just hovers hovers in the in, in the sky above mm-hmm. South Dakota whatever mm-hmm. Poor South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, like it's gonna <laughs> it's kind of like in the movie The Arrival. It's the worst. Uh, it's like these ships come down 
uh-huh. and the whole world just goes crazy. Yeah. Because you're constantly, you're, you're automatically thinking like you're questioning life, you're questioning faith, you're questioning everything, everything about everything. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it would be the same thing. Yeah. Like it would, if I had the definite proof, it would, it would make sense. Like, you know, when you're having conversations with people and they're trying to say this and everything mm-hmm. and you're like, man, you have no idea, like, you know, whether it's true or it's not mm-hmm. like whether, you know, if you're a believer or you're not a believer, you know, it, so it's imagine if, if you, if you knew and say that there wasn't or say that there was, you knew the answer, but you still had to listen to everybody give yep. their spiel, you know. Fuck that. You, t- you turn into that crazy guy on the corner. Exactly. I think I think with like with knowing like a definite answer about something like that, you definitely it's a double edged sword. It is. Yeah. Like, no yeah. matter what no matter what it is, whatever you could you could pick. Like if you had if you had the definite answer of, you know, is the government really hiding shit in Area fifty one or mm-hmm. does the government right. really have the cure for cancer? Like if you knew the definite truth no matter what, you'd look like a crazy son of a bitch. Yeah. There's no, there's no other way. What, what, what would yours be, Sean? Was just kind of I don't know, man. Just that the whole question reminded me of that movie, The Invention of Lying. Have you guys seen that movie? No. It's really a podcast or <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got Ricky Gervais in it, and it basically it's, it's everybody it's, in the whole. Have you, have you seen it's it? It's not a good movie, but there's good parts too. Really, it. I love that movie, man. Even as a as a semi-religious person, I really love that movie a lot. And it's almost got a backwards message, but yeah, it's, that's I, the idea is that he is the only person in the world who's ever able to tell a lie. Like everybody can t- or no. Yeah, everybody tells the truth. The entire movie. Now that you bring that up, I think I have seen some of this movie. Yeah, he. Everybody. Nobody can lie. They tell the truth. It's like, hey, baby, how do you look tonight? Oh, you look. Or you know, how do I look tonight? Well, you look. You look kind of fat. You could drop ten pounds. And everybody's brutally honest. It's kind of like a liar, liar, or yes man. It kind of was. I think it came out before then. But yeah, and then he he one day decide uh, learns how to tell a lie. Like he wakes up one morning and somebody asks him a question. He's just like, no. And then it's the whole movie. It ends up kind of becoming this bit of a religious kind of spin, but interesting religious spin. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's not on Netflix. It sounds cool though. I've seen, I've, I've seen though. the picture of yeah, it. Yeah, it was. I got, I've got it on DVD. Cool. Oh, yeah, VHS, but <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> VHS? I wanted that VHS copy. Yeah. I, you know? Do you know? Do you know your question? Do I know my question? Do you know your question? If you can ask one question, I'll just see if I can if you can skip me. Well, I think I'm on the same page as basically kind of like you and Stephen. Like, I, I think mine would evolve around religion as well. That's if, not my question, though. Oh. <laughs> I've got mine. I just uh, want to skip. I've got mine. So, well, okay. So, take a minute. so, well, no, I'm, I'm good to go. So then, like, you know, Stephen, uh, you know, Stephen's was revolved around re- religion and faith. And, you know, like, I think mine would be the same way. I think I've gotten to a certain point in life where, like, I've questioned it enough. And then I've had enough paranormal experiences that I have a good idea what it's, you know, like, what that answer is, but like, I always like being the person who's right about everything, like, I had that thing <laughs> like, yeah, fucking right, and so I, like, I just want that answer for that myself thing. so that I can, like, throw it back in everybody's face so yeah. I think I, that I would want to Still, if you were the only one that knew, you'd still look like a crazy person, or an asshole No, no, not really, because, like, it's really like, my, my egotistical self would be like, fuck you guys I know the fucking answer, so yeah. you're all fucking idiots and I wouldn't care, so You say that 
It'd be hard. Intrinsically, I would want to help get you there, but at the same time, like even if I look like a crazy person, at least I would know myself that I uh, that I was right and that I had those answers. So, but wouldn't that drive you crazy in itself knowing you would be answer? Preston no. would be the dude, and like in an interview, like on Ghostbusters Two, he's like, "So you're saying the world's going to end on Valentine's Day?" Yes. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that would it would drive you crazy knowing that because then you'd have to separate your whole life of like, well. Screw that guy because he thinks there's a god, and screw that guy because he thinks there's a god. It would drive. It would drive you mad. I think. I think it would. I think there would be unforeseen repercussions to know something mm-hmm. like that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good. That's depending, on what, depending on what the answer would be, I, I think if the answer was that we 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 our consciousness spans multiple lifetimes, and that each one of us shares a connection with each each life. That I would realize, like, I don't think it would affect me that much. I don't think I would go crazy because I so, would know that I would come across you again in the next life and I would understand what those connections meant. Now, if it were to be the fact that, like, once we die, we're dead and that's it and there's no God, no afterlife, I'd be like, man, fuck these people. And I would try to do something different. So, as, as we are Americans and Kansans nonetheless, most of our idea of God from growing up is a Judeo Christian God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, I guess to know if he or she, rather, is real or not, and say you found out that, no, yours is wrong, uh, Buddha is right. Right. You know, just a different. And, uh, you know, say if you were the most, like, devout Christian in the world, then having to completely switch because you knew, but everyone around you didn't. Like, wow, that person was really devout into their faith. Wouldn't that make you a false believer? No, because there's like a, I know a guy that was born, raised devout Christian, and then he turned in. Uh, he he now he practices. But, that's, that's but I'm saying, but if you knew, like yeah. if you knew the answer, it's true. I don't know. This is deep. It's hurting my head. Yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring in the deep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I want to. I, I, yeah, I want to I hear Corey's because I don't think he's okay. going to be about faith. No, mine's not going to be about faith um, because you guys hit that too much. So I hate loose ends, like when it comes to stories or whatever. And you guys talk about the four hundred four. No, is it four hundred four? Missing four one one. Yeah. If I could have the answer to all those missing four one ones. Yeah. That's what I want. Just That's what you want to know where they went. Yeah, just like, uh, do they actually disappear, or is it like they ran away and then made it look like they disappeared? Yeah, like, whatever the end of that. Ooh, story that's a good is. one. I'm because a good one. that's going to be mine. Was it, big, <laughs> was it Bigfoot? Was it aliens? Was it Littlefoot? Yeah. I mean, that, tree stop. And if, if some of that stuff <laughs> is true, right? Like, right. I could then learn the answer to other things too. Yeah. So like, that's... Bigfoot killed this one, or an alien abducted this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, so that's true. Like, so for for. Uh, Brady and Stevens listeners, there's a series of books written, and they're called Missing 411, and they're about strange disappearances. Uh, people who have, have dis- disappeared under weird circumstances. It's by a guy named uh, David Politis. And the idea is that somebody, like hunters, for instance, hunters will go out um, to go hunting, of course, as they do, and then there might be like a group of three of them, like a dad, a son, and a grandpa. And the dad and the son may go out and go you know, looking for firewood. They may go for an hour or two and leave the grandpa alone and when they get back the grandpa's missing and there's no explainable way to prove where they went they're just without a trace it's kind of like in, in a poof of smoke there's tr- uh, cases of kids disappearing you know they're out in the yard playing the mom turned her head for two seconds turned back around and the kids are gone 
Yeah. You know, the swing is still swinging on the play set, yet the kids just disappeared. Yeah. Um, tons of crazy tales. So I think that's a good one, Corey. That's They're a making really, a movie or a TV show or a documentary. documentary. Yeah, a documentary movie that's going to be released here pretty quick. But that's a really good, that's a good question to know where they went and what happened to them. Because there's all sorts of different uh, conspiracies that it could be Bigfoot or it might be mass abductions from aliens or sheer coincidence. Yeah, exactly. Um, interdimensional travel per se, but there's also an idea that it could just be a large government sect that is, you know, black helicopters. Preston Nichols from um, the Montauk, Montauk Project mm-hmm. that I did, yeah. What about him? They took the little kids. They did, uh, they did oh, time experiments yeah, yeah, yeah. on them and other things, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. That's, that's a good question, man. That's a really good question. Good stuff. Uh, um, I think my question would be like, I don't want to say to know if there's an afterlife, but I guess for lack of better words, to know like, hmm, to know if a person can truly reach an, an altered state of conscious, like a higher state of being. So like if you go, if you die, what happens to your your psyche and your, your soul and your, your conscious, I guess? Like where does it go? Is it going to be, um, shit, I lost the word reincarnated into right. somebody like if you die do you just get sucked into a vacuum and then like a gumball machine and when it's your turn you trickle down a little spiral and plop out into somebody else's head <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's awesome so do you guys how many of you actually listen to Mysterious Universe other than me and Sean I don't I, I, I've, I've listened I've listened bounce up <laughs> I've listened to the stuff we've listened to on the road trip yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Probably, guess, yeah. Yeah. one of the first podcasts I subscribed to when I got my iPhone was it really yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. so they recently did a show that talked about like heart transplants and what they discovered like in this one case so this lady she got a heart transplant. I mean, she's she's about to kick the shit bucket, and uh, this heart mysteriously just kind of just like fell into her lap, so to speak. And so, huh? That's the same. Boom! Right, right to her lap. lap. And so like she she now. got out of uh, you know after she woke up after the surgery, she was out of her for like days. So like the first thing when she was actually able to move and like coherently speak, they're like you know uh, like you know Francine, what do you want? She's like, fuck, I'm craving a beer. I want a fucking beer. And they're like, dude, you don't drink beer. She's like, no, 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 I want a beer. And then beer like, me, bro. yeah, beer me, bro. <laughs> and then like a couple weeks later, she just started craving chicken McNuggets. She just wanted chicken McNuggets, and she couldn't figure it out. And to make a long story short, she got the college. No, no, no. <laughs> she so that her heart came from a guy that died in a motorcycle accident. And it was a college. Co-ed? No. So his name was the his name was like JD, and she'd actually had a dream where she saw a guy um, whose name was like John, you know, fucking make up the last name, John David, and she couldn't like she just like what the fuck is this about? But anyway, she contacted the hospital, went through some loops, and she found out that yes, her her dream about this guy named JD was correct. And when she contacted the family, he was a he was a biker who loved beer, and he would always like on his road trips wherever he was going. He would stop somewhere and he would get chicken nuggets and then he would put them in his little leather pouch right here <laughs> and hold them right here and then like sit there and fucking like eat them right while he's like motorcycling. Like chicken, chicken nuggets last for a long time. His, yeah, yeah. His like, chicken breast pocket. I like, and, how, I like how your motorcycle motion is like a little tiny Yeah, motorcycle. like a little moped. And so this kind of like opened up this research to like, well, so people get liver transplants, they get kidney transplants, yeah. bone marrow transplants. None of them have this connection 
transplantation that you see when you have heart transplants. So it kind of opened it up like what's going on here. So this group of scientists actually developed this system to where they could read things going on with the heart. Come to find out that they did this study where they would show really graphic photos, whether it was somebody being murdered, somebody being raped, you know, like what people look like after they're in like a really bad accident. They're like their brains are all smashed all over the place. So they just watched Faces of Death on YouTube? Right. So basically what they would do is they would show pictures of like fucking puppies or people holding hands Pause. or like... You just said pictures of fucking puppies. <laughs> You're a sick man. Yes. And so they, they had all these like little cutesy photos and people would be like, oh. So then the guy that was controlling like when the next photo would come, he would take his finger and he would go like this and he would get really, really close. And then all of a sudden the machine that was hooked up to read the, the, the electrodes of the heart would just start, start going like this. And the heart would actually pick up microseconds before he actually clicked the next p- picture when the graphic picture was coming up. And so what they discovered through the study that the heart actually, it, it basically prompts your brain or it gets your body ready to handle um, graphic okay. things or so, like bad things. So do the people see the, the hands going down? No, no, no. They, this guy was in another room, and so it, it led them to believe that the heart itself has its own separate brain, right? So, like a so, it's like, so, so like a sixth sense. So it was like you have this brain, and then you have this brain in here. It wasn't on like a time, like each slide was two set, two no, set. No, no, no. Yeah, it was a time, like was every all random. It was all random. And so then it got them, like other people, to kind of propose this idea that, you know, is conscious local or is it non local? And if it's non local, people used to think, well, maybe it was the brain that was the receiver, but maybe that the heart's the receiver and that the brain is just like the television set showing you everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So every single study that they've shown of a heart transplant. Like every single person, like this guy, total racist, right? Fucking hated black people. <laughs> this uh, this black guy dies, and they end up transplanting his heart into this dude. And he doesn't have any idea that this is where the heart came from. And the next day, or like when he wakes up, he starts loving jazz music, starts loving like classical music, and he can't understand why he wants to listen to this all the time. So like the you know he asks around and they're like well this is where you got your heart from and he's just like fuck a black guy I thought I'd be fucking loving rap and then he does a little research and the kid that he got the heart from was one of the top uh, like violinists in the United States and was going to college and was working on his masters for like that's crazy you know whatever it was he had no idea but because he got this heart he started liking these things and nine times out of ten each one of these people thought that they always felt like there was a second person with them all the time. So, you know, what is consciousness? Where does consciousness come from? And it could be that we just don't have that understanding. So there's a game, there's a game, Corey, I'm sure you played it, Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. You know I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah. So on Beyond Two Souls, you have, you it's, um, what the hell's her name? Story. Yeah, Ellen Page. And it's she, she's this character William who has... Creeper. Yeah, yeah <laughs> William D. Creeper. Willem. Um <laughs> And in the game, you have this entity that's with you, and it's called what, Aiden, right? I think it was Aiden. Uh, I think. I don't and, know. Yeah. Sure. Anyways, this this entity that follows you around, and and um, the entity ha- can uh, move things, and can you know if it gets angry or jealous and stuff like this. And you play the whole game kind of like that. You're like, man, why is this entity like following her? But any time in the game you see this like basically like this cord like a like a USB cord like mm-hmm. connected to her to them and you don't know why it's like that, but the, this the entity can only go so so far when you're controlling it, and then uh, spoilers at the end of the game you basically find out that um, in the womb when Ellen Page's character was in the room in, in the womb they were she actually had a twin and then and the twin died 
in the womb, and she was only born, so that entity is she absorbed it. Yeah, she, she, oh, she absorbed yeah. it, uh-huh. and it was cool. Like that. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's what that, that reminded me of. That's just cool, man. So that that's my question: is what happens? You know, because yeah. like we've. We, you and I have been in the float tank, not yeah. together, because that'd be weird. Yeah, be sausage soup, but like I've been there before, and like um, you're laying there, sausage sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> pixelated sausage sandwich. So, so yeah, you're laying, you're laying in this big, this big tub, and it's sensory deprivation, kind of like Stranger Things, but you're laying in a big tub. Um, I went in the buff because I enjoy stewing in my own sauces. Yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> the temperature of the air, the temperature of the water is the same, and it's pitch black, and you're laying there, and, and you're just floating in the salt water, and you get to this point where you go from like, okay, any minute now, I'm trying to relax, I'm, I'm not really tired, I'm kind of bored, it's supposed to be really cool. When you finally let go, you, you almost get taken to a different uh, mm-hmm. a different plane, like mentally, and you're not really like in, in your own head, pun intended, you're just kind of like out in space. So like for me... I'm laying there and I start to realize like okay like I've I've meditated enough and studied enough to know like right before I'm about to fall asleep and then try to hold that place. I always call it limbo. So like you're you're kind of dead to the world. You can hear what's going on but then you kind of get lost in thought and you're almost like in this just you know time almost stops. And then I remember like my eyes are closed. So I open them and you, I felt like I was in the cosmos, and so there's like starbursts and like 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. The lights start coming flying past me, sort of like big streaks, like almost a Star Trek, like warp drive. You know, there's all these streaks and all these colored swirls, and I'm thinking like, wow, like where am I? Where am I? And then I see like these weird little like worms popping up, almost like the little sea worms that shoot out of the rock and suck back in. And then I remember thinking like, what? What are you? And then as soon as I started saying "What are you?" in my head, like it's echoing, like I'm actually saying it. And as soon as I say "What are you?", these little things like all stop and look at me, and they all suck back in, in these little holes they were in. And then I say, "Wait, wait, wait! That's not the right. That's not the right question. The right question is why are you?" And then I don't know. I just started getting deeper and deeper, and just starting to get lost in my own. How many thoughts. times did you do this? Just once. Then did I've done? You it. talked about it on the show. Were I've you done on that it. show. I've done it three times yeah, total. Have been the there was somebody else was on the show, and then they said that nothing happened to them. Uh, huh. I think I can't remember. Uh-huh. But I mean, yeah, like you, you get into it, and I would, and I would think something like that would have to just depend on the type of person you are, though. Well, I don't, I don't know go. if it does, though, because if, if there is a different level of consciousness and a higher plane mentally that we could be, and that's what I'm getting at, is like I went to some faraway places, and time didn't exist for a little while. Like I was just like, I want to, I want to think about this, and I want to see this, and you're just, I mean, it's almost. I had never been high, but it's almost like a psychedelic what, trip. What I'm saying though is that if someone went in there to do this, but they were just, you know, just in that mindset that there was just, I'm just floating in here in this water mm-hmm. thing, you know, and they mm-hmm. never just forgot that thought, and mm-hmm. that's all they ever thought. Cause remember, the time, the time yeah, because, like, when you guys were talking about this on the show, I'm like, okay, fucking Sean, come on, Preston, you know, <laughs> pay his fucking money to go in this little water with fucking salt in it and just lay there. Right. And, like, I think it sounds cool when you're talking about it, but right. then it's, like, my luck, I'd get in there and be like, I fucking just paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of water. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's a being thought. Too. Brined. Yeah. <laughs> being brined. I am soaking in my own juices. Yeah. Yes. Well, they tell you ahead of time, like don't go yeah. in there with any expectations because every single experience is different. So, like the first time I went, like I didn't follow the fucking rules whatsoever. Like I, I didn't read that I wasn't sure, supposed jerking to jerking your McGurkin. Yeah, I, I, I didn't read. I wasn't supposed. You were to jerking sh- off in the. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> they, they give you this like this like uh, this guidelines like you know don't shave for forty eight hours because like when you shave like your you know your chin or your face or whatever you're gonna open up your pores 
And then uh, Sean and I, the, the morning of, had went out and played disc golf. Oh, and, wait, wait, I don't remember this Yeah. <laughs> and then I had got, like, my leg all scratched the fuck. And so um, the first time I go in there, like, I got this wound on my leg. I had just shaved, like, the night before. And so I'm sitting in this fucking float tank. Like, my fucking face is burning. My fucking leg is burning. And I, I just couldn't get into the zone. Like, couldn't I'm get just, comfortable. I couldn't get comfortable. I was, like, fucking miserable. And I got out of it. I mean, at, at some point in time, I got adjusted to, the, like, the pain, the burning of the salt. But I never felt like I got a proper float. So I went back again, and uh, that's when I started experiencing, like, what they call, like, meditation lights, where it felt like this 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 thing was enclosing around me. And then, like, I, I got to the point to where I realized, like, wait a minute, I'm in this, this small fucking tank. But it feels like I'm doing this weird you big... You like you were swirling? Yeah, like yeah. this big 360 mm-hmm. thing. And then I see all these like weird lights flashing, kind of like what he said, like 2001. And at that point in my life, you know, I was like really stressed out. I had a lot going on. And um, when you get done with the float, especially where we go, like you remember that scene in Ghostbusters, like the first one where like that the Peckerwood pulls on the the lever and releases all the mm-hmm. ghosts, and there's that weird flashing red light, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's basically how they end the float. There's like this red fucking light that comes on, and they make like a beep noise. And so I'm sitting there, and it's like it feels like I'm floating in outer space, and there's like all these weird flashing lights coming at me, and this female voice just fills up the whole entire tank and goes, "You know what your problem is? You need to let go." You're holding on and you need to let go. And I promise you, if you let go, if you let go this instant, everything will be better. And then I just start to think, like, wow, like maybe you're right. Maybe that is my problem. Like I just need to let go of the past. I need to let go of everything else. And next thing you know, it's like, brr, brr, fucking red lights going off. Like, what the fuck? We're, and then I, I snapped out of it. So I get out. I get out of the float tank. I get dressed. And at this point, I'm like, I'm going to my brother's house. And uh, like, I'm on the way there. And I'm driving down Douglas. And if you ever drove, drove down Douglas and Hillside, mm-hmm. there's all those, right there's those fucking LED lights. Like yep. every single fucking yeah. billboard has LED lights. And it's like fucking time had just slowed down. And I'm like driving my car. I'm like, yeah. Fucking euphoria! I'm like everything is just really, really slow. Puppy fucking yeah! I just, and, I get to, and I get to my brother's house, and I'm just like, I feel really good. Like you're right. I just need to let go, and then you know, I move wow. forward in my life. I let go, and then you know, like man, I'm in the future now, and everything's better. So I mean, I think there's something to it. Yeah. So my red light moment was uh, I'm laying there, and like like you said, you feel like you're almost swirling. Because once I went into it with no expectations, I went to it thinking, okay, nothing's going to happen to me because I already warned you. You may have to go two or three times to really get the full effects to let go, and it's almost a form of meditation. Yeah. So I went into it thinking, okay, I'm just going to, if nothing else, this is really comfortable. I'm, I'm just floating here. I'm naked. There's nothing, no no constraints. And I guess I'm just going to sit in here for an hour and a half, and I paid 75 bucks to just float. And if nothing else, it was a relaxing day. Yeah. And I was able to let go, and then you, you lose track of time and everything else. And anyway, I'm sitting there watching all these flashing lights and this tie-dyed you know, light show. And like you were saying, swirling, I remember like laying there, and I remember something said, okay, um, do it. And so I started turning my head like to my left shoulder, and I felt like my whole body was like just churning, like in Willy Wonka, like I was going down like this weird, like, Whirlpool, and I felt like I was almost turning so much to where, like, I swear, I felt like my head was like down by my knee, and like my foot was up my shoulder. 
and I'd go back and forth and back and forth, and that created this really cool like churning sensation. And in reality, I wasn't even moving at all, but I felt yeah. like I was getting tied in a knot. And you're, then the funny part was you're a pretzel man. That's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny part was like you get so long once you get to that state of euphoria or nirvana, you lose track of everything. And I'm like, I remember thinking like, this is it. All the answers are coming. All the answers. And then I was just like, <laughs> I remember thinking like, <laughs> I'm nothing. I am nothing in this infinite universe, and at the same time, I'm everything. I'm gonna know it all. It's gonna be great, and all this stuff. And no, I'm Sean, not. only Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was this whole like idea of like losing your ego and losing your head. And I'm like, I'm reaching the point of you know Nirvana and blah blah blah. And then like, no, no, this is even better. Uh, I see this huge bluish purple light just like fill up the entire area and I'm like I'm almost there it's coming it's coming and then I realized my eyes were opening and it was just the light coming on inside the wall my light was purple to say like basically and I yeah. forgot because he says when, when it's over we're going to turn on a low light and we're going to turn the jets back on to kind of flush the you know stew my juices so my my question is I mean no one probably wants to tell the honest I, like me I don't I don't have no filter so I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. I've never tried any kind of drug, psychedelic type right. things. Neither have I. Um, I have. As I was yeah. say, I don't want like to like, gaze slowly turns. So like, yeah. does that does that interest you at all? Like the, this float tank thing. Like, does that? Does oh, I thought you meant doing psychedelic. No. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be well, a whole lot. Yeah, it'd be a whole lot cooler if it did. Take LSD and get in this tank. Yeah. See, I, that, that's I a question know. I want to ask him. I, I wouldn't. I would. I'm a, I'm a wuss. I wouldn't do it until it was legalized. But I want to ask the guy that owns the place. Like, hey, tell me this. Like off the record, um, what would happen if somebody were to pop shrooms or drop some acid or some LSD? Yeah, in I would do it. Tank. I wouldn't do it with shrooms. You wouldn't do it because people. Yeah, people. They always yeah. like when they because I've I've never done any psychedelics, but everybody I've heard of it talk about it. It's like they're like, oh, it's so crazy, you know? Like I don't know. I've never. I mean. See, I think that's that boils down to intention. Like, if you are doing psychedelics just for the to get fucked up, versus somebody who's doing psychedelics to have a religious experience, the person who's having the psychedelics to have the religious experience is going to gain more from that experience than the person who's like, oh, I just want to get fucked up tonight. I I disagree with you. Really? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I when okay so. Things this is happy hour. When I did LSD, I've done LSD a couple times. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, the last time I did it was I was at my friend's house and he had just moved into this house and he uh, he used to do a lot of graffiti art. Um, and so we, uh, me and like four other friends decided, hey, we got a couple tabs of acid from some guy in Washington that our mm-hmm. friend knew. And, uh, I took uh, three tabs, and I went into his uh, spare bedroom, and he was getting ready to paint. He had glow-in-the-dark paint, um, neon, you know, colored paint, all this real random shit, and uh, somebody who loves to draw and Mm -hmm. just art, expressive art, and especially uh, my other friend that came into the room with me, and we were in there for seven hours, and I painted his entire room. And no, no, with no real clear motive of what I was painting, but by the time I was done, it was a giant face of a devil. And if you looked at it the other way, it looked like a cat. And then if you looked at the other one, it looked like an orangutan. And I'm not shitting. I used to have a picture of this. Oh, man. And I wish I still had it, but that was many phones ago. But I remember, like, like, after that, in the next morning, thinking, like, that was such a release... Well, that night I was doing, I was like, I just want to get fucked up. 
<laughs> so right, right, right. Okay, it's crazy. So there's this uh, there's this lady. I can't remember her name, but if you have a uh, iPad, uh, you can go on the App Store, and it's called Glide. That's the name of the app. She was uh, she was uh, going to art school in New York in like the seventies, and uh, she was just like you know she basically kind of like I, I, I kind of like linking this back to my art days. So like when I was in art school, I would always have these great ideas and I would do these projects and then you'd have this professor to come and be like, you know what, this is fucking shit. You know what's wrong with your artwork? And then they would critique you. And by the time you were done, you felt like you were like this big. Yeah. And she was getting to that point and she was like, man, I really just need to come up with something. And she was with a, a friend and they were in her studio and he was like, here's some LSD. So she started just, you know, taking LSD and she's fucking high as balls and she's looking around the studio and you know she's having like pink elephants and all this weird shit happening and then she notices in the corner of the room she sees this wall and on this wall there's like a glyph and it looks like you know like almost like ancient Scottish or something like that she's like oh my god what the fuck is that and she's just like looking at it and when she got done with the trip she remembered enough of it that she actually drew that out and then she started doing acid more and more every day, and it got to the point to where she realized that um, if she took the right dose, she could still be coherent enough that she could write down in a journal why yeah. she was having this trip, what was going on. And those glyphs ended up being doorways, and when she opened up those doorways, she went to this other dimension where there were these small gnome-like creatures or dwarf-like creatures who are like the masters of the universe. And there, yeah, there's all this weird shit going on. So she she did this study for so long that uh, she developed this software. So if you trip on acid, you can go and you can download Glide and you can look at it. And what it does is it flashes these glyphs so many per second. So that's your high as a kite. It'll introduce this this you know like dimensional portal, that's, so you can go. But, all, but that, only that's... on iPad. So if you're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're you talk about glyphs because that that night we went because like you know when you take it, you sit there and you wait for it to kick in. You right. Know? We went and laid out on his uh, driveway. It was a slanted driveway, but you could see the whole sky. It was a pretty clear night, but had a lot of clouds moving past. And I kept thinking like when it started kicking in. Like the clouds, like would look like Mayan like glyphs floating across like the sky. It's fucking nuts. You gonna wipe your ass? Now we got a good drink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like the type of stuff that you see that you know, you know, and you know isn't there, but like mm-hmm. your brain associates it with stuff you've either seen before or. So why why is why are psychedelics like that illegal? If they're not, are they really damaging to your yeah. brain? I mean, a lot of them. I mean, a lot. If you took a lot of them in a lot of, you know, a lot large amounts, real fast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that yeah, that's that's just nuts. But yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun when I did it. I've done it a couple of times. I tripped shrooms. I, shrooms to me were always a more of a, a body high than anything. Yeah, but the the come down off shrooms is so much worse. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like you're just sweating like a fucking. Pig, you're just like God. It's so hot. <laughs> it's so warm. Why is that bathtub pink? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, LSD. What about shrooms? You have like a shroom experience. Oh, yeah. about when I when I went to Amsterdam, we uh, stayed in our hotel. We went and bought shrooms at the head shop. Yeah, because they they were legal. We bought the second strongest mushrooms you could buy in the world. We we chewed 35 grams because they sell them. They sell them. <laughs> yeah. They sell them wet. You know, it obviously didn't take 35 dry. Because it's a good way to kill yourself, I guess, or just go f- completely crazy. 
But man, like you tripped so hard for so long, and then like I remember getting locked out of the hotel room. You just rolling the street, high as a fucking kite off off mushrooms, just rolling in the gutters in Holland. Luckily, hey, most everybody you. speaks English, but you're just like, <laughs> we're doing this, you know. <laughs> See, I think that to me, like, like that was sounds terrifying. Being in a different oh, country, no. doing something you don't know where the fuck you're at. The cat wants to get some shrooms too. Yeah, <laughs> putting the pussy on the chain legs. Uh, so the reason why I bring that up is uh, I remember reading this book from this other guy who was like um, he was from England and originally he, he started out as like a low dosage and uh, not you pressed. He, 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 <laughs> he eventually got to the point to where like I mean he was like he started low dosage and then he like increased increased increased. And I remember, like, in this part of this book, he was telling the story. Like, he's, so he's sitting over, like, in England, and he's driving in, like, one of those double-decker buses. It's fucking high as a kite. And oh, he man. just ate, like, I don't, I don't know, like a big thing of shrooms. And he's sitting there, and he's, like, just out of it. And he looks over, and there's his mom. She's got this baby, and she's just, like, patting his back or whatever. And he's, like, all of a sudden, the baby turned and looked at me. And he's, like... Some train spotting shit just looked and we made eye contact and I knew that the baby knew and the baby knew that I knew and then he's like and then all of a sudden I realized that the baby was this guy from the 18th century whose name was like you know Jim whatever and then I could hear the baby scream like let me out let me out let me out and it's just this weird look that this baby gave me and then he's like trying to shake it off and he's like I can't I can't I can't get out of it He's like, and I kept locking eyes with this baby, and I knew for that instant that there was a soul, like an old soul, trapped inside this young body. And then, like, he just started increasing the dosage and increasing the dosage. And then he got to the point to where he too saw little people. Like, he got high one night and then saw these fucking little gnomes like running around all over the place. Well, on the note of the babies, that was the next thing I was going to talk about anyway. Was like there's cases of like kids, like three year old, five year old kids that come to their parents one day and they'd be like, "Yeah, I really." I just, you know, I was thinking about the other day, and I'm really sad. Like, well, what are you sad about, Timmy? Oh, I just, I miss my wife. It's like, what do you mean you miss your wife? Like, at school or on the playground? Like, pretend? They're like, no, I had a wife, and her name was, you know, Terry, and we were in love, and then she got hit by a bus, um, and then I had to bury her, and I was so upset that, you know, one day I just finally decided to take my shotgun, and, you know, I killed myself. And they're like, by God, that story's so rich and so, yeah, so morbid for a five-year-old. And so what, what, they're, what the studies are saying is like, with that story, for instance, the kid goes to a psychologist and they start looking everything up. And you can find out that like the, the kids that have these weird stories, they mm-hmm. know the facts to the actual events. Like they'll look up like, well, where'd you live? I lived on a hill. Well, where'd you live at? I lived over in England, in a little town called, you know, whatever, Liverpool, for lack of better. And what was your address? And they could tell like all these details about like where they live in these different countries. And then they'll look it up and find out, yeah, there was a guy who lived on this hill and his wife got hit by a bus and he went home after the weekend was over and killed himself. So that's what interests me is the idea that like well how would that kid know that, obviously. Right. Like that kid didn't Google all that. So there's a theory that after you die your yourself or your essence goes up into the the clouds, so to speak, and then it just Sits and stews around for a while. And then every sure, eighty years, is that what it's the same? Yeah, every, every eighty years. Every eighty years, and like in a giant gumball machine, and when it's your time, the button gets pushed, and you drop down the chute, and you go flying, and you land in a, a new baby. Yeah. And so there's people that say like, well, yeah, um, past lives, and that's what that 
that theory is, is past lives are our real deal. Right. So that, that's what I want. That's my question. I want to know what happens after you die. And like going off of that, have any of you had like any weird like dreams to where you felt like you were living in a past life and like experienced your your past life dying or anything like that? I've never had that. No. Oh man, I've had that like twice. I've had very like symbolistic, symbolistics even a word. Yeah. Like dreams. Symbolic. Symbolic. There you might go. even say about uh, like I had one last last not last night the night before about you're good at just about my mother and <laughs> my mother is a person who has addiction issues and uh, amongst many many other things and. Mm-hmm. uh I had a dream that she was like on this like, like not really a throne but like a chair that was like high up mm-hmm. and like I was looking up at her and like she was trying to like keep like this demon creature like encased inside a box couldn't get the lid on it and they're mm-hmm. trying to put the lid on it trying to put the lid on it and like you know I always think like when I wake up and have, you know from those types of dreams you always think like is it is it subconsciously uh <laughs> You know how I kind of look at my mom's situation. You know, I mean, it's symbolically, sure, it's like, it's like yeah. the monkey on the shoulder or yeah. the, you know the cat in the bag kind of scenario, and she's just trying to keep that that demon at bay. You know, put it back in the box. I had a weird symbol. <laughs> <laughs> I had a weird dream like that. Kind of, I mean, like a, I don't know if it was like a prophetic dream or what, but. My grandma had passed away, and it had been several months since she'd been gone. And I was really missing her, man, because my grandma was like my everything. Like, I only really knew one grandparent, and it was right. my mom's mom. And then we had recently, right around that same time, maybe before. Plus, she uh, embraced your she embraced your love of horror movies. That's true, and she knew Jack Black. That was great. She was in Mars Attacks. Not afraid to talk about that. Um, but what was crazy is like. Uh, we had a cat her name was Peach and like this is a really cool cat and we lost our cat I think a little while before that so it was kind of a big bummer and I remember in this dream I'm in El Dorado and, but El Dorado is real different but basically kind of where like Walmart is and then where like the Best Western is right in the dream it starts out I'm driving down this car in this car down down Central Street and I'm passing Walmart and I'm getting ready to pull up into the uh, the Best Western <clears throat> I'm driving the car and I turn to get in the Best Western but I mess up I'm like I hit the sign I crash the car and then the dream stops and I'm like no, that's not right. Do it again. So I get back, I'm back in the, it starts over. Back in the car, driving down. I hit the sign like three times. And every time I hit the sign, it's like, no, that's not right. Do it again. And then something's like, you're running out of time. And so finally, the fourth time I'm driving, I make the turn. I pull in. I go behind the, uh, the hotel, the Best Western, and I'm at this dumpster. There's like a semi-truck that's got the engine running. And there's like this, this dirty bum, and he's like rummaging through the... Uh, it's like a trucker, not really a bum, like a dirty trucker. And he's rummaging through the dumpster, and I got like these two big bags of trash. And I don't know what's in them. I, all, I got, all I know is I got to get them. All I know is I got to get them to the dumpster and get rid of these two bags of trash, right? And so I walk up, and I'm like, "Excuse me," and I just hear like the like like grumbling. <laughs> Preston, do you want to share something with the glass? <laughs> so I've got these two bags, and I walk over, and I'm like, excuse me, i got to throw this trash away. And the, and the, and the, the guy's dumpster diving. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, bags of trash, huh? And I'm like... <laughs> Damn and I'm like... And I'm like, yeah, I need, to, I need to get rid of these two bags. i got two bags, and i got to throw these bags away because i got to get rid of them. There's something in them I need to get rid of. And then the voice of the trucker kind of changes a little bit. And... Uh, I'm like, so if you would just kindly get out of the way, I can throw this stuff away and I can finally be rid of it. Mm. And then 
all of a sudden the, the coat on the on the truck driver changes to like this this grayish lavender color coat. And I'm like, wait, I, I know that coat. That coat's really familiar to me. There's only one person that ever wore that coat. That was my grandma. So I remember like the person's hunched over in the dumpster. They're still digging through the dumpster. So I grabbed the coat, like the shoulder of the coat, and I pulled the coat back. And it's my grandma. And I'm like, oh my God, grandma, what are you doing here? And then like the sky starts like cracking, like splitting, like, a, like a, you're in a marble or something. And she's like, well, I'm really sorry, but like you took so long to get to this point we're at right now. You know, we don't have any more time. Like you, you just you just took too long. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. So like, we give each other a hug. And I'm like, Grandma, like don't go. I miss you. Like I miss you. I need you. Like, I I don't want to go and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like I just I need you so bad. Like you, why do you have to go? Can't we just stay long? Can I have a little more time? I have a little more time. And she's like, No. And time ran out. You know, you only had a certain amount, and unfortunately, you kept wrecking that car. And you couldn't get back here, and so the time was almost out. And I was like, well, I, but I've got this trash, these two trash bags to get rid of. And she's like, well, put them in the dumpster and get rid of them. It's, it's time to let go. And I'm like, time to let go of what? And she's like, it's time to let go. And I'm like, um, well, you know, I, just, I really miss you. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you hear, like, glass breaking and, like, the buildings start breaking down and the ground mm-hmm. splitting. Yeah. And then she's like, look, the time's up. I got to go. So she gives me a hug. And then she looks back and I, and I throw one bag of trash in the, in the dumpster. And then I'm like, you know, I'm supposed to find out something else. What else are you supposed to tell me? She's like, oh, I'm supposed to tell you that Peachy is okay. Peachy's here and, and she's okay. And Peachy's what we call her cat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I grab the other bag of trash, throw it in the dumpster. And then, you know, the sky splits. She disappears and the whole world falls apart. And I wake up crying. And I'm like, man, those two things I had to get rid of were basically the remorse of losing my grandma and the remorse of our cat dying. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get to this dumpster to throw those things away. And after the dream, I haven't had near the amount of remorse I ever had. So. Right, yeah. So I, uh, a couple of years ago, I think Blake was probably like two or three at the time, and he's like seven now. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the at some point, like, when your life starts to change a little bit, and, like, the direction of your life starts to change, and I start kind of questioning, like, you know, like, why are we here? You know, like, what's our purpose and things like that? And I remember kind of, like, my religious views started to change dramatically, and, like, just things weren't lining up, and so... I remember I had signed up for Audacity. I had this Audacity account. I'm like, you know, at work I get bored, so I'd like listen to these fucking audio books, and I'd go through audio books like left and right. And I came across this one that was like a past life regression. But at that point, I, I got heavily into like meditation. So on my lunch, I would sit there and I would like zone out my car for like an hour. I'd like take like a nap. Yeah. And I'd put like the past life regression on and I would try to like get myself into this trance and kind of like, you know, go through the steps or whatever. And like nothing would ever happen. Nothing would ever happen. And so I remember like laying in bed there one night and then I had the headphones on and uh, I, you know, put the tape on, press play. And I'm like, I'm out of it. I'm like zonked. I'm asleep. And all of a sudden I wake up and my son's crying and hear him from down the hallway. He's just, you know, like, ah, my ears or whatever. And he's like kind of screaming. And so like I, I get up out of bed real quick. You know how like if you look at a light and stare at a light for a little bit and then stare at the wall, you like see these like flashes of color and you're like line of sight. The minute I get out of the bed, I start to go down the hallway and I get halfway through the hallway and all of a sudden I'm blind. I can't see anything but this field of yellow and this field of blue and I'm like sitting there and the hallway is kind of narrow so I can kind of put both hands on the hallway and I'm kind of like moving my way down the hallway feeling I get to about where his door is and this female voice a lot like what I heard when I was in the float tank goes William the White and then right when they got done saying that name William the White all that color disappeared I'm kind of standing in the doorway 
and Blake was like, you know, popped up in the bed, and I remember just like taking him to the couch and then kind of like holding him for a little bit, and we both fell asleep. And I got up the next day, and I was just like, man, like depression had just like wafted over me. I'm like, what the fuck is this William the White? So I Google search it, and I couldn't find anything, and so I left it alone for a little bit. The next couple days, I Google searched again, and I come across this this hit for this guy called William de Warren. And William de Warren was a knight in the First Crusade, and he died on the year 1192. And 1192 was the first Gregorian calendar for leap year. And I was born February 29th, 1984, on a leap year. And when I was a kid, I was obsessed with anything like knights and castles and swords. And reading all these books, they always say whenever you're associated with this this time period, like, you know, you're a kid and you love World War II or you love the Crusades or whatever it is, that that's an indication that that was one incarnation of a past life. Hmm. That makes sense. Well, then mine would be World War II then. (laughs) Yeah, mine would be as well. Yeah. I remember uh, reading this book for me. Somewhere in the Star Wars universe? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can only hope so. Well, you know... Okay. We did this. Uh, we we I read this book for our show from this guy called Preston Nichols um, about the Montauk Project, and uh, he was abducted by aliens when he was a kid. And he so went, he said. So he says, and so he went to the Pallades system, and the the planets there in the Pallades system are called Alderaan, Aldebaran, and Aldebaran, or whatever it is. And so all the bitches, all the bitches. <laughs> and so he says, he says that uh, there was what we call the old universe, and in the old universe, it parallels exactly to what George Lucas ruled out in Star so it's Wars. Canon. Yes, canon. <laughs> and that uh, we fucked up the old universe. And well, so they, it was until Disney bought it, right? <laughs> so they fucking punched the hole. Um, and then they came into our universe and started seeing. So all what George Lucas wrote is because George Lucas has a past life memory from the old universe. And so, Brady, you could be a Star Wars child. I hope so. I hope yeah. I killed every Jedi there was. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Order 66, bitches. <laughs> so, so, yeah, speaking of Brady, what is your? did you ever tell us what your question would be? Oh, um, I, I couldn't come out with a definitive answer. I have two answers, actually. Either I want to know the history of the Earth. Yeah. Or the future of the Earth. And I say Earth, I mean everything that encompasses us, the Earth. The Earth. Yeah. So that would be mine. I would, uh, I think if, as far as uh, wanting to know if there's a God, this and that, knowing the history of the Earth would obviously answer. I don't feel like you just chose a cheap answer. Yeah. (laughs) Why not choose choose the answer, Corey? Yeah. I think we spent the longest time on Brady's segment that we're going to spend on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to be done by now. Yeah, that's a, that's a hey. You no, it, I, I've always been a history buff, so to me, like knowing like Mountaintop. how like not even just you know whether or not the Earth was created by some floating person in the air is like you know how did certain historical events actually play out? How yes, that'd be cool. how much you know the history is always wrote by the winners, and yeah. so how much. How, how romanticized is the history that we have now mm-hmm. as compared to how it actually was? And Shit, you're seeing it now, man. Yeah. We're, we're living in 1984. Yeah, you know, right. All the history's pretty much getting rewritten already, yeah. in a sense. So. It's the best shit on earth. So, what, 1984? 
No. No one can see what you're pointing at. I don't know the answer. Irish red warbeard. Right. Yeah. So you're pointing at something and no one can see it. So it could just be a giant pile of dicks. <laughs> That's the best stuff right there. Yeah. This is what her. dreams are made of. Yeah. Yeah. Brady brought out four pounds of cocaine. You're just like, That's the best stuff. <laughs> I'm four pounds of Colombian. Yeah. Yeah. He just pointed at Brady's dog's butthole. That's the best stuff <laughs> on earth. So how shitty would this be, though? Like if uh, you're like, okay, my question is, what's the future of the Earth? And they're like, uh, it's going to blow up in about six hours. And you're just like, damn it! I want another question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you could make those last six hours count. Count, I guess. Yeah. As cheesy as that sounds. but What would you do if you okay, next question, next podcast, if you only had six hours to live, what would you do? <laughs> uh, me? Spend it with my kids. Yeah. That's cool. I can't say on this podcast. I'd, I'd probably spend it with G-rated. you too, Brady. <laughs> Corn dog. Creepy. Uh, hookers and blow. Hookers <laughs> and blow. Blackjack. And if hookers. I had six hours to live, I would just be calling on my friends and family and being like, hey, what would you do with the other five hours and 40 minutes? <laughs> 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 Fucking crush, uh, son. Hookers and blow. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I called all them. (laughs) (laughs) See if we can make this heart actually explode. (laughs) Well, should we? Do we have time to move on to more stuff? Anybody got anywhere? I ain't got got nowhere to be, man. Cool. We we might as well talk about it. Folks, we're going to give you one hell of a show. We still got more. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We uh, just got back from putting Legos together, and mysteriously, Corn Dog disappeared. We think it might be a four-one-one coincidence, but we're not quite sure. I think uh, next we're going to talk about Bella Vista, which is a local cemetery here in El Dorado. Starting off, have any of you guys been there? Is that the one out behind Dylan's? Yeah, it is the one behind yeah. Dylan's. Yeah, I got yeah. a funny story about that. So do I. Okay, no, so not, yeah, not paranormal. So let's, let's, let's start off with the uh, funny stories, and then we'll hit the paranormal shit. Okay. Um, okay, so when you're behind Dylan's, and there's like that the cemetery. Yeah, there's a road down there. There's this old like BMX track where there used to be people would do BMX races and shit. Huh. Um, and it's all like flat <laughs> now, and. I took my dad's station wagon up there, and I'm like, I'm going to do some donuts in this field. And When was this? Oh, fucking way back in the day. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was so funny. I take the old station wagon. There's an old Capri station wagon, and I'm doing a donut, and um, you know, you're in there, the gravity shifting in the car. One of my sister's toys goes towards the front and right underneath the brake so I couldn't hit the brake and I hit the one fucking tree in that entire fucking <laughs> line. It's like right in the front of the fucking car like this and it's just like literally like it's just a triangle missing out of the, the, the car. The car's still running. I'm like, fuck. So like, I get in the car and then I get drive out and I drive... I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get over to our house through the back roads. Like, there's any fucking back roads. So I go out there and then I get to the right by the cemetery, and this damn cop comes swerving around the corner, <laughs> lights on, gets out, and then like I stop the car and I get out of the car and he draws his gun on me right uh-huh. in the middle of the cemetery. Yeah, you got out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to die in a cemetery. <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> Sorry, what's your story with it? So my and my my parents were. were went out to the cemetery with us with me and my girlfriend in high school who Stephen knows and she had never been out there and 
So we took her out there, and me and my brothers went and hid in the cemetery, you mm. know, like a couple of jackass <laughs> high school kids would. Yeah. And my parents, you know, were walking through the cemetery, you know, it was close to Halloween, you know, the whole, you know, scary vibe. Yeah. And so we go out there, and we scare the shit out of her, you know. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well, she screams so loud that the the neighbors call the police they come out there and like mind you like we didn't mess with you know any tombstones didn't yeah. you know weren't disrespectful mm-hmm. we were just you know being dumb high school kids playing a joke this police officer who i can only assume was like fresh out of like the academy the academy yeah. was just like he goes out there starts questioning us and then he pulls out his flashlight and goes up to like one of the mausoleums and he's like which one of you where's the crowbar where's the crowbar why are you guys prying on these doors and we're just like what you know what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) and uh he just insisted that we were trying to break into this mausoleum and i'm like dude my parents are right here yeah my girlfriend my brothers like we were just playing you know a harmless prank dude he uh he almost took my uh, mom and dad to jail over it what yeah Damn. It's funny, another thing, like, this, his ex, back in high school, she was so easily scared. Uh, when we were in high school, The Ring came out, and, like, how phenomenal uh-huh. that... Yeah. The phenomenon behind that movie, everybody went nuts about. There's a scene where, like, they're like, yeah, and then she was found in a closet, and there's, like, just that that still image of that chick, like, that. Yeah, her jaws all, yeah, like, like, stretched uh-huh. out. Well, this yeah. is before, like, uh... You know, uh, or compu- computers always had print screen, mm-hmm. so I was, you know, I was real big into bootlegging back then, movies and shit. So I had it on like my dad's computer, and I hit the print screen button, and just that that image, and then I'd get on, <laughs> got on MSN Messenger, and would send that to her like just randomly throughout the day. <laughs> she gets so pissed. <laughs> All right, so back to the to the to the real, not the not the goofy stories. So. So the you know the one reason why I wanted to talk about that is one was we're in El Dorado tonight. But if you were to Google search like top ten, top fifteen, or whatever it is haunted locations in Kansas, so Bella Vista is like one of the one that actually comes up. And so uh, there are countless stories that you can go all over the place that actually talk about like where where people have encountered like orbs, blue lights. Um, they've seen like shadow people and um, two like historical stories. One of them deals with a, a Native American woman called Two Moons. So she was originally, if you if you go to the cemetery, like a lot of the, the graves are marked like 1889, 1880, 1870. And originally she was buried in the section which should be like the north northwest, northeast corner of the cemetery where the mm-hmm. mausoleum is. So back in the 60s, that mausoleum wasn't there. It was like actually like really old graves. And the city had dug all those graves up and then buried them because a lot of the graves were so old. They weren't like stone or anything. They were just like kind of the wood markers. So they reburied all these people randomly throughout the cemetery. And uh, one of the spirits was a Native American woman called uh, Two Moons. And the story or the legend goes that she's pissed that her body got dug up and her grave got moved. And so it says that if you're hanging around the mausoleum, you will see like a the apparition of a woman, a Native American woman, or you see like blue lights and stuff. And then the other one is a woman named Carla Wiley who was murdered in the 1900s and ghost tourists who go to her tombstone find that their cameras malfunction. So they're sitting there and they're taking photos and the, the cameras, you know, shut off or like there's like uh, defects in the film and things like that. 
Um, so th- those are like the two major claims. And Sean and I actually went out there once. We went out there on Halloween. And so this is where you this, this is where you use your gear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we went out there, um, I got the I got out there first. So I got out there before Sean. And so I had set up uh, my black and white film camera. And I was taking long exposure films to see if I could capture anything. And then when Sean showed up, we started to walk around the cemetery. And if you've ever been to that cemetery, there's like the main road that cuts across. And then there's like this giant M shape um, where you could walk around along these graves. And then by the time you're, you're done, you've it's walked. It's mostly because Eldorado loves McDonald's so much. They have right. a, a marching band of opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we, we started, so the very first roadway, the very first arch of the M, so to speak, we started walking up that, and we're going to every single like mausoleum, every grave. Like every couple feet, we would stop and we would ask a question. Like, you know, if there's anybody here, do you want to tell us anything? Who wants this dog? Yeah, <laughs> you want this dog? <laughs> and you know, when we, you know, when we were there, you know, we didn't hear anything. But then, like when we we're reviewing the recordings, you know, the the first couple tombstones or whatever it was, we didn't hear anything. We get like halfway around the the first arch and we're working our way back. And those roads are like the the, the walkways are basically like uh, rocks. And how I remember it was that as Sean and I are walking, we heard this crunch, 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 crunch. And then we would stop and we would get to the next tombstone where we were going to ask questions. And then we would ask the questions. We would start walking again. We'd get to the next one. And then right after we stopped walking, crunch, 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 crunch. And there was like something was following us all the way around. Now, Sean and I both have what I call honey butter voices. Like, we have, like, the voices for radio, and he's got this very sexy, you know, very, uh, what, what's that, the black guy? It's your uh, story. You know. This is your erotic not, not You're like a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that deep, like, hey, like, it's chef, rain. You're like chef <laughs> off the of South that? Park. He's like, put my chocolate balls in your mouth. You know, he's got that. (laughs) He's got that deep voice. And we're, we're along the the last archway, so to speak. And, uh, I'm like, Sean, did you hear that? He's like, Oh, and I was like, all right. All right. He's like, you need a, you go. Yeah. He's like, and he's like, what was that? And then all of a sudden you hear this, this like wispy voice go, can you hear me? Can you see me? And then we start walking again, and we get to the mausoleum, and at this point, we're, like, looking through the windows, and I turn to Sean, I'm like, man, I don't see anything, and then out of the corner of our eyes, we see this shadow, and then you hear Sean, like, oh, shit, and so, like, a bunch of little boys, we just, like, chase off after it. Sean goes one way, I go the other way, and then we get Scooby Doo. Yeah, we get behind. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. That shit. We get behind the mausoleum. We meet in the middle, and I want to go away. We're like, we're still kind of looking around, like, what, what the fuck? Where's that shadow? And then all of a sudden, you hear Sean again on the recording, like it's over there. And I turn, and it's behind him. So then we Scooby Doo it again, and it's like we spent twenty minutes back and forth chasing this, running around this mausoleum, uh, chasing this shadow, and. you know, that was the extent of our paranormal experience. We chased the shadow and then I got a clear EVP of a of a wispy voice going, Can you can you see us? Can you feel us? 
Um, and then the funny part of that story was that... It was Mrs. Pinkerton the whole time. Yeah, it was Mrs. Uh, I had brought my dad along because my dad lives down in Andover and... Uh, so who, who else was with you? Was your wife with no, you? No, no, no. And so my dad's like this 70-year-old 70, 70 man, so he's like in his truck just like sleeping. And while, while, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you do. Yeah, so as we're like, you know, making our rounds around the cemetery and he's like, I woke up. And then all of a sudden, across the road, I see these two shadows just walk across. And he's like, holy fucking shit. These morons were right. There really are ghosts. <laughs> that he's like, I about, I about pissed myself. And then here, he's like... He told me, here I am, a God-fearing man, believing in the good Lord's book. And I think, well, this just contradicts everything I ever knew about the afterlife. There's two ghosts. And then wow. he's like, nope, that was my son and his idiot friend. Yeah, <laughs> in the story. He realized just you yeah. two morons. Have <laughs> Since we're on the topic of, of local, Sean, do you know the the house on here in El Dorado that's on Central and uh, High Street about the doctor who lived there? Yeah, I've actually huh. toured this house because we were me and my friend Bo Parker uh-huh. and two other friends were going to rent this house because it's like a fucking five or six bedroom house. Yeah, it's a nice place. Yeah, Central. and uh, you growing up, you hear rumors about the doctor that used to live yeah. there, uh-huh. and he used to perform, you know, the abortions out of the basement, uh-huh. surgeries, all sorts of, you know, uh-huh. earlier surgeries, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, like the the ice pick and the eyeball type shit. No, like did like live surgeries in his basement. Yeah. Wow, it's yeah, crazy. Like people died there. Like, like, like how that. long ago though? Like eighteen, nineteen hundreds? What? I, I don't know the exact uh, time the frame. The usual, like nineteen twenties, probably nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, twenties to forties. You know. Um, but anyway, he uh, we toured the house because we, you know, because you grew up hearing about this house, and they were like, yeah. we called the it was for rent. And we called the lady, and what color was the house? It's brick. It's brick, right? Yeah. yeah. I heard the uh, my buddy's dad. John told me the story about, oh, yeah, yeah, we, I had a friend that lived there for a while, and the inside of the walls are always painted red, and no matter what color you paint the walls, they would just peel right back off. This is, when, we, when we went and got donuts that one morning, I told you... You don't want to go down that road. We were driving down... <laughs> <laughs> we were driving down... No, that's not... Never mind, Central. Anyway, we took the tour of the house, because I was like, well, you know, it's kind of one of the houses that you grew up hearing about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a free tour, if anything. And, uh, <laughs> Worst case, I got a brochure. Yeah. <laughs> and so, we... Uh, Beautiful house, you know, uh-huh. big spacious rooms, top, you know, upstairs, downstairs, has a balcony up top. Uh-huh. Great spot for a couple of young... Young bucks. Yeah, yeah you, you know, know bachelors. get, you know, fucked up in all the time. And, but Just get fucked up, treat balls and paint orangutans <laughs> on the wall. Yeah. Pretty much. And, uh, paint down the stick anyway. <laughs> so we go... We tour the you know the house. And then she's like, "You guys want to see the basement?" And like instantly, I'm just like, "Yes, you want to yes. see something really? This is yeah. what I came for. <laughs> this is why we're here." American Horror Story season one. Yeah, right. Murder house. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Like went down there. There's the big uh, fetus. No, there's the big steel like uh, like sinks. Yeah, like uh, there's drains oh. in the floor. Really? Like actual, like it's like a concrete floor with drains that you know to pool right uh-huh. in the middle of uh-huh. each room. Uh-huh. A walk-in yeah. freezer? No, that'd be crazy. That's preposterous, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> but I just and the whole looks. time you're down there, you just get this super eerie, eerie vibe. That's just like you really want to know how many people died here because yeah, I want the house. <laughs> um, they they accept- only wanted eight hundred and sixty dollars a month for it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Did, like, uh, there was like four or five of us that really considering doing it, and then we we ended up not because I don't think 
We told her that <laughs> we told her that we were a Christian rock band that we just needed a place to stay. <laughs> Mind you, we were like nineteen years old. But okay, so do they have central heat and air? I'm sure it does by now. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking crazy. But I can't like get this picture on my mind. This like myself would stay there, and my other two friends who want who lived between Wichita and El Dorado quite uh-huh. a bit. Uh-huh. And it's just going to end up being me most of the time there yeah. in yeah. this you know murder house of El Dorado. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I don't really know how cool I am with this idea anymore. <laughs> Jackals climbing the wall. Yeah. Is, it, is it is it still? Do you think it's still? People like, live there right now. People live living there right now. Where and right I, now? and there, you can actually there's a website for it on about the house. Like yeah. you can actually go visit. And you should you should contact that. Fuck it, let's prank call them <laughs> <laughs> right now. You should contact them and 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 do like, ghost hey, Like do you it. know, we're local dudes. We do the show, and we'd like to see if you guys have had any. But there's yeah. there's contradictory cool. stories of right. people that have lived there that say, yeah, it's you know, there's a lot of scary shit that goes on, you know, when you're living there, and then there's people that say, no, nothing happened, and so. But to me, that's just like I I I believe that people, some people are able to be subjected to paranormal shit, and some people not. Mm-hmm. Right, like, that's yeah. just, uh, sensitive people. Yeah. I wish I was one of them that was. Me I, too. I've never. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was trying to tell you guys. Like I don't. I. I don't. Have, I've never experienced anything paranormal. I'd love to, but I have never have. I've never had no. But I was like telling me to. What that was that story? Them, though, fucking creepy the things. The creepy shit. things at your your old house, Sean. Telling yeah. you to go to work or some shit. Oh, have a good yeah. day. The, apart- yeah, the apartments here in town. Fuck yeah. that. So uh, if you jump on if you jump on hauntedhouses.com in Kansas, the surgeon's house. It's uh, on there. Built in the city of El Dorado in Butler County. There's no street address. This roomy. It's <laughs> right off the corner of Elder of, of Central and High. You can see it. Yeah. From this roomy that? 1892-story bungalow has four bedrooms, two on the second floor, two on the main floor. The master bedroom on the first floor. There's a staircase leading it up to the second yeah. floor. It has hardwood floors. It also has a large basement where people died. The end. Outside is a large yard with huge, beautiful... Trees, like the trees are yeah. massive. Yeah. I mean, like, like why, do you, why do you think they grew so bad? So good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Seriously, good though, like when we went down to the basement, though, you did, like everybody was just like, it's really fucking creepy yeah. down here. So my, what did the lady say when she was like? She's, like, oh, she's trying to rent the house, man. She's not going to give no, up. No, 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 like, she's not gonna no, like, creepy shit. How did she ham it up? Like, isn't it so spacious down here? There's, honestly, there's floor drains in case you wanted to gut somebody. Yeah. <laughs> God. It says here, uh, after one month of living, okay. the Richardson family, consisting of Mr. and Mrs. Richardson and their two daughters, lived in the house from 1967 to 1973. After one month of living there, the 12-year-old daughter went up to the second floor bedroom and got to bed. After she turned the light out and started to go to sleep, she heard what she thought was her mother's voice and footsteps coming up the stairs. When the footsteps entered the room and stopped at the foot of her bed, she opened her eyes, expecting to see her mom. No one was there! Dun-dun-dun! That's the story that, that, that you hear, though, like yeah. when they talk about that house. Um, there's, like, there's about eight different stories, and then down at the bottom it says, Still haunted? Definitely yes. Possibly by three separate ghosts. The surgeon is still working there, making room calls. Lynn is living <laughs> in his living room. He perhaps died there when he still had work to do. His patients are still trying to retrieve their belongings from the closets and dresser drawers before checking out of the home for the last time. Dun, dun, dun. But I think, I think it, I mean, it, 
when was the house born, uh, built? Because I would I would assume that it was built before there was an actual uh, hospital. It was built in uh, it built in eighteen ninety. Yeah. yeah. So I doubt there was an actual hospital to go stay after yeah. surgery. And yeah, it was way before Susan B was open. So my 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 brother's what was on the same boat as you guys. He had never experienced anything really paranormal, so to speak. And then I gotten into the whole ghost busting thing because it's kind way of back up. You're not a ghost buster. Ghost Hunter. There you go. There you go. Sounds cooler, though. It sounds cooler, yeah, though. A lot cooler if you were. And uh, so I, I, I had kind of gotten into it because Sean and I were watching, uh, was it Paranormal Witness or whatever that show yeah, was yeah. on Sci-Fi? And I was like, you know what? I've had some of these experiences, and there should be a way to prove this because, you know, you see all these shows. So I started going out and doing the EVP sessions and things like that. And I remember my brother, who's Buddhist, he was just like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. And we had to go to a funeral in Augusta. And there's a, uh, it's called like uh, Custard Cemetery or whatever. It's up this one road where you have like a uh, Catholic cemetery and then like just kind of Protestant cemetery next to each other. And we had like two hours to kill before the actual uh, uh, memorial service started. And so I'm like, let's go, let's go here real quick. Let's do this. And I remember uh, we were doing like an EVP session, and I said, listen, my brother here, he's like the, the biggest fucking skeptic in the whole entire world. He's never had a paranormal experience. He is not going to believe in anything until one of you leaves me a message saying something, anything, leave me something to make this dumbass a believer. And uh, we ended up getting back to my house later on and putting up the EVP session on the computer and played it back. Right when I got done saying that in the middle of the cemetery out of the middle of nowhere, you hear this male voice go, Christ is dead. And then ever since then, my brother's like, what the f- there's no way that That's that could crazy. actually be there. There's no way that that could happen. And uh, we started our own little ghost hunting group and been doing it ever since. Yeah. And so now, he's, now he's a believer. Speaking of, a believer. of other haunted places locally, Sean, have you ever been out to Chelsea Cemetery? Yeah. Shit, who hasn't around these parts? As 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 a kid, you you're almost like mandated to go out there, you're right? Right. So, I never jumped off the bridge, but um, I did. That shit was awesome. Did you really? <laughs> I'm not talking about just the bridge though. The actual yeah, cemetery, cemetery, which is the bridge is right here, and the cemetery is like back here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we camped out there. Me, Barrett Kuhn, and I believe it was Tim Cooper and Chauncey all camped out there one night because we're disrespectful assholes when we're mm-hmm. younger. So, and, Some uh, of them, one of them didn't grow up <laughs> at all. Because he died. <laughs> he died out there. <laughs> but uh, it is like, what, like, like he would picture like the cemetery in a movie. I mean, like if you, uh-huh. when you go across the train tracks to get across it and to get to see it and you see these, you know, long black, uh, Old iron fences, you know, keep it, you know, the cemetery, you know, the cemetery has graves dating back from like mid 1800s. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And uh, all the, the tombstones are either still like knocked down or people rebuilt them up, you know, they're, and uh, it's just one of those like iconic like cemeteries that you would see like in a, like in an mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. horror movie. Yeah. And uh, I remember going out there. Um, one night with uh, two two friends, you know, goofing off in high school on a Friday night, and going back, we you know get out and we walk walk the cemetery, and it's probably eleven o'clock at night, pitch black, mm-hmm. and uh, you can just hear stuff, you know, whether it right. be animals, whether it mm-hmm. be wind. Is it ambient noise, yeah, yeah. And, you know, being that young and just being 
you think in everything you hear, oh, that's a ghost. It has to be a ghost. <laughs> that was a ghost that that's time. That's definitely a ghost yeah. that time. <laughs> but I remember when we, left, when we left, and I've told Sean this story before, we get to the train tracks because you have to cross the train tracks uh-huh. to be able to leave and to come. And we get up there in his car. We look both ways. No train whatsoever. We cross the train, and then no more than two or three feet, as soon as we cross it, there's a train that just barrels uh-huh. past the back end of his car. Yeah, like you did not see it, you didn't hear it. It was just just one of those like wow, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Man, we haven't we have never been out there before together, have we? We should go. Yeah, not not tonight. Make it a trip. Yeah, (laughs) think this podcast should be a live episode. Live episode. (laughs) Well, back at uh, Villa Vista, so like back when when Shayla and I were just married, so we were probably like twenty one, twenty two. Um, we lived out at the apartments at River Road, and our buddy Tony lived out there um, as well. And so it was nothing for us on like a Saturday night to go down to Willie's and have you know a pitcher of beer back when you can actually get a pitcher of beer. It's a good old times, right? <laughs> good old days. <laughs> and uh, Shayla would be the DD. She'd have like maybe one drink, and then me and Tony would get you know pretty. Pretty uh, toasted, and then we would be like, "Well, what should we do now? Ghost hunt!" Yeah. And so we'd always, Shayla would always drive us up to just a random cemetery. We just walk around, you know, stumbling and, and tripping over the gravel. And we went out to Bella Vista one time. Shayla's like, "Can we go home now?" No, she was, she was more into it than me and Tony were. But like, we, we parked yeah, our car, watching you guys fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we going uh, around, we tripping park, over shit. Parked the car, and we started walking down. And of course, there's the classic tale of like what Preston said: the the ghost of two moons. And then there's a couple little mausoleums with doors cracked, like you said, Brady. And you know, uh, you're supposed to be able to look in there, and there's supposed to be a coffin, and the coffin lid slanted off, and you can see the skeleton's hand. And we were just doing dumb stuff like that, walking around. And then nothing was really, you know, the nothing really happened. It was the classic, like, "Ooh, oh, gotcha! What's that over there?" And then a bunch of laughs, and we start walking back to the car down like one of the main gravel roads of the cemetery. And then we heard like a noise behind us, and there's like two or three of the uh, the big classic like metal trash dumpster cans out there. Hmm. Yeah, asshole with the motorcycle out there again. And uh, we heard like a weird like almost metallic clanking noise. So we turn around real quick, and like you guys have seen the, like the metallic like chains. No, more like just like a like a like something hit the side of that trash can. Yeah, something like that. Um, but it wasn't a douchebag with a pipe banging on the side of the beer can. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we all three turned around, and like you guys have seen the uh, Twilight Zone movie, right? The remake with John Lithgow, and it's the Terror at twenty thousand feet. That gremlin. Something. <laughs> so the, the gremlin on the wing on the on the movie remake. We saw this thing that looked to have the same silhouette as that creature. It's, it's kind of short, real spindly and wispy, with almost like hair. And right when we turn around. None of us said what we saw until we got back to the car. But you see this thing. I always called it a ghast, like a ghost and a, something, you know. But it runs and it ducks behind the trash can. And we're all like, whoa! We all kind of like jump back. And we're staring and it's kind of dark. And so we all kind of squint. We're all leaning forward. And then the thing peeks around the corner of the, uh, around the side of the trash bin and just stares at us for a minute. Then it pulls its head back again. And we're like, oh, what the, uh. And then it does it again. It slowly pulls its head around the corner and stares at us for a second. And we all three just said, nope, and just took off running <laughs> back to the car, in the car. And we drove off. And then, like, once we got, you should have just charged it. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then we all three said, like, okay, what did you guys see? What did you see? Like, I saw this thing, this thin. And, like, we're finishing each other's sentences. Like, yeah, I had kind of long hair. Like, it's kind of, like, short and thin. Like, yeah, yeah. Weird, yeah. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. And. 
yeah, it, it freaked me out ever since then. Like I never, I, I never went back. Not because I was terrified, but like just because it just it was freaking me. It was it was really strange. But I'll tell you another creepy story about that area. Um, out there by Bella Vista, back behind it is a little area called Sharpville. Have you guys been back to Sharpville before? There's like a little. Tell like, about the road that goes past it. Yeah, around. it goes through Hobo Town. You know the abandoned train cars and all that kind of stuff, and it goes like over a train track under an overpass. Then it curves back behind um, as you're driving out to the lake down uh, 12th Street, and there's some country houses off to the right. Just as you leave right past uh, that train bridge, there's like a small like mini town behind all the radios called Sharpville, hmm. and. I used to deliver pizzas, and I had to deliver a pizza, and it was nothing for you to have to drive out there to Sharpville and drop a pizza off. And it was just like a little city block of houses, but it felt like a tiny little town. Yeah. But anyway, man, like I'm driving out there, and you almost feel like you're in like the separate little town in the country. And I pull up to this driveway, and it's this long-ass gravel driveway. So I parked my car on, this, on, the, on the gravel street, and I hoofed it up this driveway. But what was weird is like on, on the part of the driveway that meets the street, so the entryway to the driveway... There were three skull caps that had been freshly cut, like cow skulls or something. Still had hair. Uh, still had brains in in the skull caps, and they were just like out there on the street. And I was like, "What the hell is this?" So I go up there, and I'm walking like probably 200 feet up this damn gravel driveway. Finally, get this old colonial style house, like. Um, Texas Chainsaw Murder style house. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm already creeped out. To get expert and so here. like, yeah, <laughs> this is where I die. And so I knock on the door, and it's your classic screen door, no storm door. It's like, and I hear, hang on just a minute. And so I'm standing there waiting, and a woman, she's like, come on in. And I'm like, no, that's that's okay. I'll wait outside because I don't want to get murdered. And I, I turn around as I'm waiting for her to get to me, and then there is like a really old like table saw, so old it's one of those that you got it's like a pump, a pump operated one. So you got to sit there like your foot, like hammer down on this pedal, and it causes the blade to turn. Covered in fresh blood, dried hair, and skull fragments, and it scared the living shit out of me. Wow! I, I took her money. I gave her a change and I just really ran. Literally. Yeah, I ran as fast as I could because I, I knew any second I turned around, Leatherface is going to be right there just ripping that chainsaw. So. <laughs> what are you wearing? Jake from State Jake Farm. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. That's yeah. awesome. So. Well, what do you think, man? You want to do your, uh, your, your car right Yeah, now? yeah. The, yeah, so like my, my topic that I was going to bring to the table, so to speak, was. Uh, because I've never experienced anything paranormal, unfortunately. Um, near the near-death experience in 2005, I was in a pretty intense car car wreck. Uh, my buddy fell asleep at the wheel. He was ejected completely out of the car, um, bleeding from the head. Like no, like then my, our other buddy was holding him in his lap. He thought he was going to die. Uh, myself, I was I was wasn't wearing a seatbelt in the car uh, when he fell asleep in at the wheel. He turned the car uh, towards the left and then to the right and then back to the left. We flipped into the big grass median, flipped seven and a half times to um, the opposite side of the road, and we barely missed a semi. All that shit. Uh, I was partially ejected out of the car with my right arm trapped underneath. Um, the the car and my so like half of my body was through the sunroof none of us died um but during that time like when because i was kind of sleeping because you never really fully sleep in a car you're kind mm-hmm. of like 
in that limbo, you know, like... I argue that point and say, I pass yeah, the this, hell out this it's fucker, like time travel. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, fucking looking like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <Yeah. God. laughs> okay, so for me, especially now, like now, like now after going through this, like I cannot sleep in a car. Like I can, I can doze off, close my eyes, but like fully, full, no, no, not at all. Um... So during that time, like, I remember, uh, you know, kind of like asleep, whatever, hearing the music, and then uh, Jared going, going, Dave! And then as soon as he did that, like, that's when he jerked, because he was, like, drifting off to the left, he jerked it right, then jerked it back to the left, and then that's when, you know, your car goes sideways, the tires pop, and they send you flying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And during that time... Like, that was the only time in my life where it really felt like something, like, I don't know if you'd call it paranormal, but, uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. like, I I remember, like, the car flipping and then, like, being sideways like this and then, like, I, I, I was, like, out of my, I could basically back out and look at my body and, like, mm-hmm. see, like, really slow motion, like, the Matrix, like, looking around and then, and then, um... I heard, like, or I, I had this, like, flash of, like, kind of like a slideshow, like, like, all the shit that happened in my life. Like, mm-hmm. from when I was a little kid, all the way to graduating, and then, like, all this, like, just, like, and then there was, like, really weird things in there, too, like... ICP. Uh, no, no. <laughs> like, really weird, like, really weird things, like, uh, uh, when I was really younger, I, there was, I lived in California, and then we had a, a, a Coke can that had pop in it, and a bee got in there. And like I drank, I drank that, I drank the the coke, and then the bee stung my mouth and swelled up, and it was crazy. And then uh, so like I remember that. I remembered um, uh, my my grandpa getting yelled at by my dad for being racist. Um, just like really like weird like strange moments in my life, like yeah, just like memories like that. And then um, and then, but then also I saw future. I saw future like I saw um, kids. A family going to my dad's funeral, going to my mom's funeral, and like, it was really weird yeah, shit. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then, but then, like, no memories of of Jared, Dave, uh, Garrett, or Hunter. Like, none of them were included in them in them flashes. Huh. It was really weird. And then that's all the people that were in the car. Were the memories of you and I giving each other ugly scowls in the hallway in high school? No, uh, and it was it was crazy, man. So like, so then then we. You know, I never, I never blacked out. Never mm-hmm. went unconscious. Once the, once the car stopped, starts skidding on the, on its, on its, you know, yeah. hood, um, a roof. Um, then, like, I noticed that, like, I couldn't move my arm, and I was pinned underneath the car, and I was, at that point, like, adrenaline is rushing so much, you don't even really feel the pain. Right, you're yeah. just like in the shock, and. Um, this was back in the day before auxiliary cords, so we didn't have auxiliary cords. We had I had my iPod, which my iPod. I just watched this video. I have a video on YouTube of of my car wreck, and I'm the only time I've ever been high off of any kind of like narcotic pain medicine. Um, I was on oxy oxycotton and um, completely yeah, codeine, whatever the fuck it is. Well, I don't know. I was so so messed up. And this video is hilarious. And there's the iPod. It's just it, then I'm like, this shit survived the wreck. It was funny. But, so they had the FM transmitter, right? Yeah. And oh, then, shit. So yeah. then, like, the iPod, we were listening to this band called Thursday, which we were going to see at the Warped Tour where we were going to. Well, the iPod was in the car, but the FM transmitter, 
popped off. And then when, so once the car was on its roof, the engine was still running. Something was jamming the, the gas pedal. So it's like, like really loud. And then, uh, this fucking music, this gospel, gospel, like the most <laughs> Christian gospel, you like hymns and just blaring loud. And then some guy gets out of his truck, you know, a passerby, and, he, and then he's like, he's like, you all right? Are, are you alive? And whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but turn this fucking music off. <laughs> so loud. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, like, I told, um, and then like at, and then like at that point they went and cut the battery and then you know, the car was the car had no electricity on it, um, and then like and then after that like I did pass out for like a little like a little bit and then right when I was passing out, when I passed out, um, I remember waking up, and then I remember uh, like Jer- I. I my all my senses were so heightened. Everything mm. it was crazy. Like I could hear the littlest things, and I and I could hear David like holding or Jared holding David in his lap, and then saying 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 like "Don't die, don't die." Steve's okay. And it was like, but like Dave got so like here's the car, and then like Dave was so far like he was in the middle of the median like oh, man. so far away. It was crazy, man. Dude. Like and then I could could hear that hear hear that shit it was nuts. And like, uh, so I don't know. Have you guys ever had any kind of like near death type things? Like, yeah, that? actually, I was uh, was on a family vacation in uh, Branson, and uh, we just got done like eating at like Maggie Moose, which is like a cold stone creamery, mm-hmm. and uh, we were uh, going back to the hotel. The car got turned around, and like when you leave Branson, there's like a hills. Well, yeah, there's like real, like you're going up a fucking mountain, but yeah. then there's like 40 miles between like the next town. So we just kept driving, like, oh, we can turn around, we can turn around. We got so far out, they were like, well, sh- shit, we need to like turn around. And I was in the back of this minivan, and I, you know, I'm not used to act wearing a seatbelt. Like I never wear a seatbelt, and uh, so we did this U-turn in the middle of this highway. And I remember as we slowed down, because there was no cars behind us, we're getting ready to do this U-turn. And I look over, and I just get this sensation like there's going to be a car coming around this corner because there was like this like uh, kind of like a curve in the road. Mm-hmm. And it was like pitch black, but I'm like, this voice told me like there's going to be this car, there's going to be this car. And we get halfway through the turn, and halfway through the turn, like time just stopped. Like we're just like Matrix style, like... And all of a sudden, I see this car, and it's going super fast, and then it's like it just stops, and it's like, and just getting closer and closer and closer, and then all of a sudden, the crash happened, and the minute, like, you would, you know, that car ran into our car, then time sped up again, and we're sitting there, and we're going like this, and we're doing like a 360 in the middle of the highway, and all of a sudden, time just stops again, and then I remember, like, the car, like, and the minute the car stopped on the opposite side of the highway, time sped up again. And since I didn't have a seatbelt, I went straight up and my skull cracked into the top of the roof. And then the side of my head went into the windshield. And uh, so, like, I was just, I was fucking out of it. And the paramedics came and they're like, did you hit anything? And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And so they had to take me out on a stretcher. As they're pulling me out of this, the back of this van... 
I could peer over and I could see like 500 feet down to this ravine to where we were just, I mean, we were just so close to the fucking edge. And it was just so odd because I would just remember like just how much time had just slowed down and I could see every inch of that wreck just happened and then time sped up and then time slowed down. And then when I got to the hospital, they were just like, man, it's really amazing that you're alive because you didn't have a seatbelt on. And you're See, like, I hate when people say that. Yeah, and you're, I fucking hate it and because you're, you're like your skull's bruised, yeah. like your neck should have been broken, and blah blah blah. I'm like, I'm here, motherfuckers. Because like the way the way that it worked in the in the car wreck is like it's been proven. Like if 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 I would have been wearing my seatbelt, I, I was in the passenger front seat. Yeah. If I would have been wearing my seatbelt, damn that beer burp stinks. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, my, where my arm was trapped underneath the car, that would have been my head. Like, yeah. like no, like no doubt about it. So, like, not wearing the seatbelt did save my life. Yeah. But now, it's a security blanket. Yeah. I wear it in my car all the time because, like, like right. for the longest time after that wreck, like, I could not go on highway. It was fucking terrible. Yeah. Well, and two, I mean, like, you got lucky. So, the next wreck you get into, it's like, man, if you'd only be wearing a seatbelt, you would have made it. Yeah. Yep. You know? Well, my uh, a buddy of mine, I won't, I'll give him some anonymity. Anonymity? Anonymity. That's, we both missed. Fuck that. Yeah. Where's Rob? Yeah. <laughs> a grown-up. Um, <laughs> Keep him anonymous. I won't say who he is, but um, he told me about a time he was was leaving his uh, shop that he owned. It's been a couple years ago. He was leaving the shop he owned at like 2 o'clock in the morning. He had a late night uh, print session he had to get done. And he said he's on his motorcycle and he's he's just riding. And he said, I'm just driving and like it's a nice, cool night and it's like a nice breeze. There's nobody on the road. It's just me. Street lights, you know, ambient light. And he's, I'm just enjoying myself riding down the, my motorcycle. And he's like, all of a sudden, I see, I, I black out and like time freezes. And I see a, a car coming around the street corner, going too fast, coming way over into my lane, hitting me head on, and then getting ejected off of my motorcycle or whatever. And like, I'm just, I can, I'm completely fucked. Like, I just, I'm going to probably die or get maimed or something. And he's like, just as clear as I'm watching a video, this thing just plays in my head. And he goes, and I snap back out of it, time speeds back up, and he goes, I have the, the foresight to swerve my motorcycle. For some reason, he's like, I just swerve my motorcycle. As soon as I swerve, the same exact model color of car comes around the corner, going way too fast, comes right over to my lane, and he's like, I barely miss getting hit by this car. You know, tires squint, and the car just goes down I think the it has to do with adrenaline. Yeah, it might. And then, like, it kickstarts your brain. Uh-huh. Like, it's... Because everybody always knows the thing is like we only use so, many, so much power of our brain, right? Yeah, you know. And there's like if you use more, like you know, yeah. yeah. Know. And he said like it just it completely just floored him. He's like, man, like it, it all happened in a split second, but at the same time, he said it took forever. Just it's crazy. It, it, it happens, man. Yeah, and he's nuts. like, I just he's like time slows down, and then I snap back out of it, and he goes, something told me to swerve, so I swerved my bike, and this car just plows right to where I was. Yeah, so, I never told you about my it, it's so that that sensation of time slowing down and everything happens and it feels like eternity and it's like a half of a second or half of a half of a second it's called the flow state or everybody jokes about it being called bullet time like Neo and the Matrix right so I had this flow state happen and you were there yeah I don't know did you see it happen yeah, yeah. Oh, with, the, with the bike you hitting the dude on the bike in the car no 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 um, so like we were, we were running one of those OCR obstacle horse races that we like to do right and we're in Kansas City at one and it's called the Yeti and it's got this one part it's kind of a staple in the in the race and it's it's probably like a hundred foot long pile of just huge rocks rocks and boulders and chunks of uh, street debris yeah it's just stone debris right and it's it's probably anywhere between like five and let's say maybe six seven feet high in, in parts 
And it's real narrow. It's like you have to run single file across this pile of rocks. And it's real sheer and it's real... Uh, it's treacherous because the rocks aren't like cemented in. They're just it's a pile of like this loose rock. So you can step on one and it pivots and you'll tip over and fall. So like we're not running across this pile of rocks, but I think it was like it was you, right, Preston? It yeah, was, it, was it was me and Eric in the front. Yeah, Eric and Preston in the front. Shayla is behind them. Then it's me, and then it's our friend Aaron, and she's like a seasoned rock climber. She's just a really, really great rock climber. And uh, we're, we're making our way across this pile of rocks as fast as we can. And you got to be kind of careful because, again, the rocks pivot. And we've gone across this thing like two or three times. It's the third time we're going through this obstacle course, you know, third year doing it. And I step on this rock, and the rock slips out from under me, and I fall forward. And I'm like 45 degrees, and all of a sudden time just stops, just freezes, just like saved by the bell. Like, okay, pause. And like I stop, and I'm like – and my hands are down at my waist. Like I'm falling forward, and I'm like, this is not going to – this is this is the weirdest thing. I think all this stuff at once. I'm like, okay, this is – and, and calmly. This is not going to end very well because I'm falling forward at such a speed that when I hit this rock right in front of my face, it's either going to bust out at least three of my teeth, if not break my nose. If I pivot over to a certain you know degree, it's going to probably put my eye out or fracture my skull. I don't have enough time to get both hands up in front of me to catch my fall because I'm just falling too fast and my hand you know I can't get my hands raised that far. Then at the same exact time, in my peripheral, Shayla has also stepped on a rock. And that rock gave way as well. So, like, she's she's facing, she's, you know, her back is facing me. But when she steps on the rock, it pivots. And so she turns about 90 degrees, 45 degrees. So, like, she's just changed her direction. And she's falling backwards. In slow motion, she's Two falling. slopes down, two yeah. slopes down. <laughs> so as she falls down, she basically, the way she falls and she trips, she lands on her butt like she's sitting in a chair. And both legs have gone up in front of her. And both hands are up in the air. So she's just basically on her butt on this rock, and this rock is tipping over, and it's getting ready to fall over. She's going to roll over, and I'm like, when she falls, she's at this is such height, and she's going at this speed, at this velocity, she's going to fall down. Best case scenario, she's going to break her shoulder. Or you're remind, real quick, you're reminding me of that uh, that image that's always on Facebook, like... It's got Sarah Paulson <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to figure out like but all that's, these trigonometry. That's, that's almost <laughs> the way it was. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, you know all these facts and all these mathematical equations, and I'm like, okay, best case scenario, she's going to break her shoulder, probably her collarbone. Worst case, she's going to break her arm. She's going to hit the back of her head on a rock. Um, it's going to crack her skull, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, okay, this is not going to be good. We are both in a very bad way. And Aaron's too far behind me. She's not going to be able to help me or Shayla. And Eric and Preston are way in front of us. There's no way they're going to turn around and see this. This is going to be a bad thing. But... You've got one shot at this, okay? Don't mess this up. If you can raise your, if you can raise your right hand in front of you at such an angle, at such a speed, you can catch the corner of this rock, the sharpest part, with your palm. And best case scenario, you're going to hit your head on your on the back of your hand, and you're going to bruise your palm. Worst case, you may scratch your face. But also, if you reach across and grab Shayla, yeah, okay, you can do it. You can do it, but you got to do it this way. Pay attention. You have to reach up and you got to grab. Well, you can't grab her hands because her hands are already up in the air. You can't grab the back of her hair because that's going to hurt and you're probably going to redirect the momentum and cause her just to tumble down sideways. You can't grab her right leg because if you do that, you're going to redirect the momentum this way and she's going to tumble down backwards at a different angle. But if you can reach across, and then I'm, then I'm arguing with myself. I'm like, okay, yeah, right, no, wrong, right, right, no. Okay, if you can grab her left leg about three inches above her ankle on her shin, you can apply minimal force, set her upright, stop her fall, 
completely stop her momentum. And then with your right hand, you can grab that rock. And then and if you do this, you're not even going to hit your head on your hand. You're just going to stop yourself from falling. Okay, you've got one shot at this, so don't mess this up. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. All right, let's do it and do it now. So without even thinking, I just grab this rock like that, cover it my, you know, cover it so my face doesn't hit it. And I reach forward, not even looking, just grab her ankle, set her upright. She pivots all the way forward, stops. I stand up, and I'm like, like, oh, man, that was a close one. I'm, like, dusting myself off. And Aaron's just freaking the fuck out behind me. Like, oh, my God, how did you yeah. do that? Shayla's bawling because she's terrified. And you guys are like, huh? Well, yeah, what? We, we turn around, and basically you just see kind of Sean, like, hunched over. And then you just see this little hobbit leg sticking up in the air. Like, we don't even see the rest of Shayla. We just see this fucking leg. <laughs> and Sean's, like, frozen in time with his hand on the leg. And we're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. thanks. And she, just, <laughs> she sets back up. And it, it took me, like, three hours to realize, like, what exactly happened. Because to me, it was so calculated and so calm. I'm like, okay, here we go. And I grab the rock, and I've got her ankle. And now I'm just going to gently setting her up. And I'm stopping my face from getting bashed in. And I'm like, let's go, guys. Come on. We're, we're wasting time. Keep Crazy. going. Yeah. But in the end, like you said, like time just stops and it slows down, and it's almost just like okay, like you you can stay paused as long as you want, but when you come out of it, then like you're gonna have to get down to brass tacks and get it done. Yeah. So because before the Matrix, they didn't have it. Did they have anything like that? No. That's in the the phenomenon happens with sports players. Like um, there's been a couple documented cases um, of research where. They've talked to guys like, you know, like on NBA jams, like, he's on fire. And he's like, in the zone. He's in the zone. And then basketball players, Boom, they, get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get in this spot and they get in the zone Boom, so well. Like, they, they're like, he can't miss. And so they've interviewed some of these these guys that make like seven or eight three-pointers in a row. And they're like, what exactly happened to you? And they're like, okay, so what honestly happens is like we, we just hit this spot. They're like, you know, time slows down and the ball gets smaller and the hoop looks bigger. And it's like you can just dance around your opponent. No so that makes sense because they've kind of done that in movies too, yeah, like, and in sports movies. Yeah, and there's just a point of adrenaline where everything levels out and you just get in this flow state. And they're like, whatever you do, you can't mess up. No matter who's coming at you, you can dance around them. It's like everybody's in slow motion but me, and I can just do whatever I want, move where I want. Every shot I make, it's like no matter what, the goal is bigger and the ball is smaller. You can't miss it. It's kind of like Brady during a raid on Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I know, like, I'm in the zone. And that's what they say about like NASCAR drivers too, though. Like you know, these near misses and these wrecks, and they're like, you know, how did you mathematically? You shouldn't mathematically. You shouldn't have been able to come out of that wreck the way you did. They're like, oh yeah, well I just you know something told me that I'm I'm spinning this way and I'm going to flip my car and if I just straighten the wheel and I lean back this way and I shift just at this perfect time, like I'll just do a spin out instead of like flipping my car end over end. Yeah. And yeah, it's called a flow state. It's like there's books about it and everything else. And yeah. they say it's nothing you can you can't cause it to happen, but you can experience it. So the same guy that I was telling you about on the motorcycle, he actually didn't have the foresight during one time. Oh, I just thought of something funny. You've seen the movie Dread? Yeah. Like the slow mo that they take? Kind of, yeah. yeah you yeah. can create that. Yeah. <laughs> like that shit's crazy. Yeah. So he shit scared the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to create that slow-mo state yeah. right there. The, the, the jungle that is brewing in my room right now is about to explode. You want to hear, hear a funny story? I don't tell the story a lot because it's not flattering for me. I've had the flow state happen twice. The first time it ever happened, uh, we lived on Orchard in El Dorado, a little bungalow house. The bathroom had two doors, one that went to each bedroom. Um, Shayla was supposed to work late. She wasn't going to be home until like 9.30. I got off at about 8 o'clock. I get home. It's, it's getting dark outside. Um... 
she's not home yet. I park the car. I walk in the house. Both cats run up and greet me. I'm like, hey, guys, pet them and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I got to take a piss. So I go into the bathroom. I turn the light on. I look in the mirror. I wash my hands. I look in the mirror, mess with my beard a little bit, turn around. And then the bathtub and the toilet are right by each other, right? And I'm sitting there taking a piss, and I'm about halfway through peeing. And all of a sudden, time stops, slows down, and my, my pee stream is just frozen. And all at once, I think, okay, I was the last one who left for work this morning. Shayla left before me. I didn't shut the bathroom curtain before I went to work this morning. Nobody's been home. Holy shit, somebody is in the shower. I can hear somebody breathing in the shower. And it's like echolocation. I can hear like I can hear noise echoing off my ear, off the bath bathroom wall, uh-huh. and then into the shower, and then it's getting hit by something organic and it's it's almost muffling the, the echo. And I'm like, okay, it's in there and it's breathing. I'm about to get murdered. I'm gonna die in the middle of taking a piss. I have one chance. Could be ha- worse. Could be taking shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. And by my nightstand, I have this sword that I got at a flea market in Texas. And I'm like, okay, I have to get in the bedroom. I have to pinch. A sword. I have to pinch off. I have to pinch off this leak I'm taking, which is gonna hurt like hell. I gotta get into the bedroom, grab the sword, unsheath the sword, and turn around before this person jumps out of the shower. <laughs> yeah, before this person jumps out of the shower and murders me. And then again, it's like, okay, you got one chance. Go and then time speeds back up. The shower curtain is ripped open. I scream because all I hear is ah! I scream. I fall down, piss all over myself, and I'm huddled in the corner of the bathroom, trembling. And Shayla's laughing her ever loving ass off. So okay, so so you're thinking this all over. You're like, I gotta get that sword. Yeah, yeah. So like, you didn't shake. You didn't zip up. You're just running through your house. I'm going to run through the house with my <laughs> like a water out. balloon that got away from you just spraying everywhere. <laughs> because I'm thinking, like, I, shit, I'm, it's, it's, it's life or death. It doesn't matter if I pee on stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, she jumps out of the shower. She'd been home like an hour. But she got off work early. She She's parked, waiting in there for an hour. <laughs> she parked her car around the block. <laughs> Pretty meditated like a motherfucker. Yeah, and she knew that she had to stay there for a little while to get the cats because the cats would always be where you are. So yeah, if I yeah. sit in the shower, they're just going to sit there and ruin the whole thing. She was there long enough for the cats to give up their interest, and she was just sitting in the bathtub laughing. She said, giggling. She shut up by the time I opened the door. She like composed herself, and she's like, "Yeah, you start taking a piss." So I thought this is the perfect time to scare your ass. And she, <laughs> she ripped open the curtain, and it scared me so bad. I toppled over, and I huddled in the corner, covering my face, and I just pissed all over myself. Then no, no, no pee got on her. Mm-hmm. No, oh no. god. So I, I think uh, I got a little puddle on the floor. Because you're a samurai <laughs> name, uh, rising stream. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, that so, shit's good. Yeah, man. That yeah. That was the second time I was in the flow state, and it just it fucked me. But literally too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, my buddy, I was talking about the motorcycle. He wasn't an actual wreck one time, and he said that he was riding his motorcycle. He got hit by a car, or he hit something, and he was ejected off of his bike up into the air. He said like. I don't even know how, like 20 feet up in the air, and he flew for like 50 feet. But he said, he's like, it was so weird, man, because I, I hit it, I got thrown off the bike, and he's like, in midair, time stopped. And he's like, man, this is not going to be good. Like, I'm off my bike. I'm at Worst case, I'm probably going to break my damn back or die. And he's like, damn it. I just got these jeans. These are brand new jeans, and I'm going to rip them to shit and back because I'm about to hit the pavement, and I'm going to rip the entire ass out of these brand new jeans. Man, they were expensive jeans. This really sucks. 
and then time sped back up. He did like two or three flips, landed on his ass, and when he did, of course, your your spine kind of goes down like a pop can or yeah. an accordion. Blew out his back, and uh, he he lived. He wasn't paralyzed. He was in rehabilitation for a while, but he lived through it. So that's crazy. Dad, uh, uh, you remember like Blues Brothers? You remember the cop car that Blues Brothers had? Um, Dad was uh, coming back from a, a business trip from Missouri, and he was on 54, so he was coming through like Eldorado, yeah. Augusta, uh-huh. whatever. And this uh, old 70-year-old lady in a Buick pulled out on the highway and just didn't see him. And he T-boned her, uh-huh. ripped right through her car, killed her on impact, and he flipped his car um, almost like 350 feet. So imagine this car just sitting and there rolling and over and over, and over, and over and for like 350 feet. And he said that the minute he saw the, the woman, like time just stopped. And then the next thing he remembers is his car is back up on its, like, you know, back up on all four wheels, like three, 450 feet later, whatever it was. Dad walked away with no scratches, no nothing. And That's that car, crazy. that car was so old, it had no seat belts. That's crazy, man. Yeah. We're getting into this uh, next segment. I mean, should we or should we just wait for Brady to sign off? It's almost 11 o'clock. Yeah, that's crazy. We ought to. We ought to. for two hours and nine minutes. Yeah. So, guys, you're uh, you're getting one hell of a show right now. I mean, two hours <laughs> and nine minutes. We've uh, talked about Brady putting pussy on the chain wax. We've lost corn dog to four one one. We've had near death experiences. We got a kitten in heat. Yeah, I mean, we have it all. So soothing ambient noise. I mean, this this makes our job a lot easier because normally at this time we would plug O and D. We have O and D here. Uh, we should probably plug uh, Rich Sports Car Unleashed. Uh huh. Let's do that. Let's plug the old uh, pixelated radio. And uh, pixelated sausage. Mark, who is the voice of a, Just don't say anything racist, Preston. Yeah, so hard. Mark has the voice of an angel. Let's just say that. He has the voice of a Jewish angel. Preston is racist. A Polish angel. <laughs> Preston is he either of those two things. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Mark has the, the voice of a kielba- Mark has the voice of a kielbasa sausage. That's. <laughs> Sounds sexual. So, cool. There Didn't get any better. Um, we wrap up usually, guys, by uh, what are you watching? Anything? Watch anything good? Uh, well, me and him attempted to watch that. What, what the hell is it called? I took a picture of the video. It's about UFOs. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy. You yeah. need to watch it. Is it good? Yeah, it's called it's, it Good. Curse it's not that it's good. It's the guy <laughs> that they are following around with a camera. Curse. Makes it good. Curse of the man who sees UFOs. Is it a real deal? Really yeah, it's nice. about it's about this guy's dog was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, oh. his name's Christo Rupolo, and this dude's very eccentric, and he's got just UFOs made him shit his pants. Yeah, okay. like the first five minutes of the movie, he's like, he's like, yeah, I was out here watching this, and you know, I seen this UFO in the sky. I kept looking at it, and then I just. Overcame myself. He's like, my, my, bowels. He's like my, my bowels just kept rattling. My so pants lanking. I busted my biscuits. Yeah, like biscuits. and like he's got like all these videos of you know UFOs, but like no one takes them serious because he's extremely eccentric. And he's yeah. like, he'll be recording about, look at that fucking ball right there. That ball's fucking crazy. Look at that ball. And he's like, he's oh. like constantly cussing, and he's like really just crazy. But the guy that wanted to do because he wanted to interview him first, and then. 
And then he contacted him, and then he's like, this guy's a fucking loon. We're like, we're not going to mess with him. But then, like, he just kept sending him, like, SD cards just full of footage. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, I got to go down, and this guy's too crazy. So then, and then we he's also directed we, two motion pictures. Yeah. Um, um, the guy who played, what was it, Pinhead in Hellraiser? Yeah. Was in one of his movies. Um, oh, his really? dog, Doug Ramsey? His dog was the dog in the Pirates of the Caribbean uh-huh. movie. Um, yeah, he's got, like, all credit for that co-producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah he's got all kinds of little, like, weird, like, a, like a... Cinematic achievements. He's just really weird. Just dude. shit he made up like this. But bike jumper. I yeah, who knows. But, but the thing is, is like on Netflix, it's rated four out of five stars. Oh, Most documentaries that are just way too bizarre, or too shitty, yeah. are usually like what in the one and one and a half. Like two. my sex robot. that Sean yeah. wanted us to watch, and I did. Yeah, I haven't watched you it. Yet. Did. <laughs> 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 it's got a half star on there. But uh, that's impressive too. <laughs> He's responsible for two of those. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But I don't know. It's, hey, what's it's, it called? This it's one? called Curse of the Man Who Sees UFOs. Okay. But I, we didn't finish it. We watched it here. and like, it, it honestly like, gets out there. Five yeah. minutes in, Steven's like, Sean, you got to fucking watch this show. <laughs> because we're sitting there watching it, and we're like on our phones. We're like, I oh, fuck this movie. And then all of a sudden, he starts telling me, he's like, it's just my bowels. I just, we're like, I just I walked over to this tree and the, I'm like, did shit. that guy just really just say he took a shit on a golf course? <laughs> <laughs> a UFO made him shit on I a golf course? see why it got four stars. <laughs> it went from shitting on a golf course to him producing a song for, or soundtrack for his movie. Yeah. And then back to watching... White orbs and random stuff in the sky. Oh, that yeah. Only for some reason you had to have what was it a uh, a uh, a UV filtered lens. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, I'm in business. I got one of those. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty damn crazy. Pretty but it is, the, some of the stuff he does catch on film really kind of like makes Intriguing. you like makes you wonder like, like, so the fuck is that there was okay so there was this old TV show I've, I've talked about it briefly called Sightings did you guys ever watch Sightings I, I think it was on Fox briefly and then it was 90s on, or what it was 90s yeah, yeah. it was on Fox maybe or also Sci-Fi Channel and it was like a, it was like an ABC News but it was all about like paranormal shit like Bigfoots and UFOs and ghosts and there was this dude and maybe it's the same guy but he talked about how like UFOs are hiding behind sunlight and, and this kind of corresponds to the UV filter. But, like, if you were to look up at the sun, you wouldn't see anything. But if you could, like, stand under, like, a balcony or, like, a, uh, the front porch and block out the sun just barely, you would see a bunch of little orbs flying around in circles and flying through the sky. But you couldn't see it because the sun was too bright. So if you could eclipse the sun, you could see these UFO bubbles. Yeah. So, I mean... Or, yeah, or, he, or he talks about moving. that type of stuff. Like, yeah, or things moving like we can't see it with our human eye because uh-huh. it's moving too fast. Type of shit, you know? It's yeah, crazy. mind blown. That's but it, it, it is worth the watch. It's worth the watch. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I haven't finished it yet. I want to. I'm going to finish it this weekend. That's so, crazy. man cursed by UFOs, worth the watch. My sex robots, negative. Negative. Don't do it. Don't do it. I can't believe you watched that for Rob. That's hilarious. There's a documentary yeah. on there as well that I want to watch, and it's about, a, it's, <laughs> it's about a guy who is in. Into, I think he repairs sex dolls. Yeah, like he like refurbs sex dolls. She's in the room. She's in the bedroom. God. You're just twiddling your fingers in the yeah. carpet, bud. <laughs> that sounds like a sexual innuendo. Yeah, he's like sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Steve, you watched The Imposter, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. crazy, Killer. dude. Don't even. We don't even say anything else. Yeah. Just, just watch the documentary called The Imposter. Um, a, a kid, like a 13 year old kid, disappears in San Antonio, Texas. 
and then he reappears in Spain like five years later or three yeah. years later. And, and that's the best way to describe it, too, because Sean told me about it. He's like, you got to watch this. And I was like, oh, that was on the list of the top ten top chilling. Top ten documentaries. Yeah, yeah chilling documentaries and then, on Netflix. And then I'm like, oh, does it have to do with aliens? Does it have to do with... And then he's like, just watch it. Yeah. And that's the best I way to do it. I gave the old Seth treatment. Don't yeah. look it up. Don't watch yep. a trailer. Just watch and it and trust I showed it to my dad, too, and uh, he, he, he really enjoyed it. My dad's like really like... Um, He'll basically believe whatever the fuck you tell him. Uh, when I mean, he gets his it. news from YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but he 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 really enjoyed it too because it makes you it makes you think, and there's like a thing in the thing. So it's just something you watch, and every time you think, oh, okay, nailed got it, him, got it, got it, yeah. and it just keeps going. And you're like, how the fuck is this still going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so check that out. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Oh, fuck. So uh, the fuck Santa Santa Clarita diet. Yeah. Man, I'm two episodes in. You like it? I've come to one conclusion. Yeah. Drew Barrymore's face looks like okay, an old here we, Okay. <laughs> okay, for my source material, like, do you like it, though? Um, it's so okay. Campy and okay. So Timothy Oliphant, I, I've never seen something I dislike that he's yeah, done. He's a beast. I've seen a lot of his yeah. stuff, man. Uh, Justified has always been yeah. good. He plays an asshole in uh, in The Office. Yeah, he's in Deadwood, Dead, Girl Next yeah. Door. Yeah, he's, he's in a, a lot shit. of good movies. Yeah, oh yeah, he was Girl Next Door, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he one the of asshole, really. He good. plays the asshole dude that like punches that fucking kid in the nose. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> Timothy Oliphant's great. Um, the daughter, Timothy Oliphant's daughter is okay. The creepy neighbor kid makes the show worthwhile to me. Do you have? Did you ever watch Vacation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same fucking kid. phenomenal yeah. movie, man, and he killed it in that movie too. Um, but Drew Barrymore, man, like I know I say that I dislike her because her face, ne- her mouth never grew up after ET. It's <laughs> like they superimposed her mouth on everything she's done since then from mm-hmm. ET, and she looks like a little girl. She now she looks like a really old little girl, like a little girl who's got sun damage. Um, like her face is made out of old leather. She looks like David Bowie off of Steven's video. Shit, yeah, she does. <laughs> um, she's not terrible, man. It's, it's yeah. a fun show. Are you ready for the bones? <laughs> David Bowie so, bones. Anybody doesn't know what the show's about. Is that basically it starts off? Um, there's two realtors and they're showing a house, and she just. Crazy pukes, and this puke. The whole show is over the top. Yeah, it's really goofy, campy. It's Evil Dead puke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, crazy shit. And then you don't know why and everything. And then basically, she ends up dead. And the only way she can, she has to eat meat. She has to eat, eat humans. Yeah, she has to right? eat, eat eat humans to to stay to stay control the urges or whatever. Yeah. And uh, but the whole thing about that show is that when they. When they, because uh, she she took off of Hollywood, she wasn't in Hollywood for a while because she uh, she had a kid, and then she was with this guy who, you know, she's been married so many times, but they got divorced, and then now their kid's a little older. She wanted to get back into Hollywood, but um, one of her best friends is uh, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. and Adam Sandler was like, you know, like, hey, like Netflix is doing me really well. I get to make what I want. I get to be more creative. They give me some tips, and then like a lot of my titles on Netflix have been successful. And uh, he's like, so you should talk to them. And she did. They ran an idea by her, and that was this. And then she's like, it was the perfect thing because it was, it's goofy. What I like to be goofy, but then it was also like this, like just really over the top shit. But yeah, just 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 wait because it's gonna get. I mean, anybody out there listening. You've probably already binge watched it because it's like twenty minutes an episode. Yeah, everybody's raving about it, man. It's gonna tie into this podcast. Is it? Yeah. See, like you're gonna I, fucking love it. I will dude, say this: like, I talk a lot of crap with Drew Barrymore, um, but she she does all right in this. You know, 
I loved her in Doppelganger. Has anybody seen Doppelganger? Yeah, yeah that was a good one. Um, I'm over here biting my fucking lip because Drew Barrymore is my Hollywood crush. So <laughs> I fucking um, love this woman. But yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, we watched the first two episodes, and I told Shayla, she's like, "What do you think?" I was like, "It's, it's we'll keep watching it." Yeah. You should, dude. It's I'm, twenty I'm minutes unfair. an episode. Like yeah, it's ten episodes, like twelve episodes. If yeah. I can watch The Office three times through, I can maybe take a break and watch twelve this, episodes. Yeah. It's worth the watch. I'm enjoying yeah. it. It's fun. She's goofy, but uh, I went and saw Lego, Lego, Lego Batman. That was fucking great. That was so good. Good. Brady, you watch anything specific? Back of these eyelids, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I live here. Since the new job, I sleep a lot. Yeah. So, cool, man. <laughs> so what you need to do, I'm not trying to push any drugs, man, but you sound like you're a seasoned veteran. Um, do, some, <laughs> do some speed. Start to, I, I, I've been taking melatonin because I haven't been sleeping very well. And uh, you know what? It, it induces some, uh, supposedly, it induces uh, lucid dreaming. So. It does. Does yeah. it? Because the last couple of nights I've had really, like, intimate nightmares. And what, I intimate nightmares no sounds like creepy sex with goblins. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're like nightmares that the other night, it, 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 it woke me up enough to get up and take my dog out to go piss at midnight because I was just like, I got, can't just lay here in bed. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, I uh, I just I can't sleep very well, so I've been taking like three milligrams of melatonin at night, and I've had some weird lucid dreams, man. And I'm not pushing that. Let it be known, I'm not pushing that. Well, pill pushers. In my my field of, of work, where I all I do is push drugs. All mel- I do is push melatonin. Push. When you deal when you deal with melatonin, and yeah. you also deal with melatonin on steroids, known as Ambien. Yeah, you sit there and you watch these people who. Take these these medications and melatonin. They bitch and bitch and bitch that they they don't work. They don't work. So you give them Ambien and then you just watch them crash. Essentially sleep while they're still awake. Yeah. I so I knew a girl um, and I won't say her name, but she I don't know what she I don't know if she's ever on medicine. I think she was on Ambien, but she would sleep eat, and she said to the point where it was so terrifying. She lived in a, in a nicer trailer park here in town. And she had a kid, right? So I won't I won't name her name because it's kind of incriminating. She said, unbeknownst to her, she woke up at like midnight or one in the morning. Kids sleep, loved her kid, great great parent. She walked out of the house, got in the car, grabbed her well, grabbed her purse, walked out of the house, got in her car, drove to McDonald's, ate, ordered like three cheeseburgers, came back to the house. Could be hamburger man. It could be hamburger man. <laughs> Steven's getting an unknown phone call. No, answer, answer, dude. Who's calling you at midnight? I want Hello. To make sausage out of you. So she she gets back home. She ordered three cheeseburgers. She turns her car off, locks her car, goes inside, locks the deadbolt, goes to bed, eats all three cheeseburgers in bed. And she wakes up the next morning, has no idea what happened, but she knows her face is smeared with onions, ketchup, and mustard, and she has three cheeseburger wrappers in her bed. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Me and my friend used to take my mom's Ambien and see how late we could stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> Ambien, the gateway drug. <laughs> when you're a teenager with a mild drug addiction, I guess you uh, try to find every different way to try to stay fucked up. For so. listening, Brady is a Brady's a devoted family man now. I am. <laughs> I swear, I was an asshole as a child. And, uh, as a teenager, I was a bit more uh, popping Perkins. That's purpose. <laughs> But he's adulting now, folks. But I'm yeah, adulting right. now, so we don't yeah. do that. It reminds me of uh, speaking. Uh, we just the girl the next door is like, and the it's like "Hey, you guys want to go down to the swamp? It's going to be a gas. I can't. I got a baby now." 
<laughs> the hardest thing, Steve, the hardest thing, Brady pops now is baby aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we took, I was like, I was like, all right, I got, I got about three, three uh, ambient. We can take them, and uh, we'll see how late we can stay up after we take Gosh, these. Man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you if you force yourself to stay up on ambient, you start hallucinating. Man, I believe it, man. I, there you go, folks. Heard it from the horse's mouth. So I, uh, I was on. I had only been taking the. Uh, Don't do it at home, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been taking melatonin for about a month, and I remember, like, my dog, God love her, she'll, uh, she'll have to pee in the middle of the night, and we don't let her sleep in the bedroom because she likes to just run around. So you'll hear like scratch, scratch, scratch on the door, and the way, every time it wakes me up out of a dead sleep. And with the with the melatonin, I thought, okay, great, melatonin is going to allow me to sleep straight for eight hours, and it doesn't. It just lets you fall back to sleep faster. So this one time, she woke me up, and uh, I heard scratch, 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 and I was having a good dream. And I woke up, and just like the just like the Viagra commercial, that like, meet Bob, and Bob's got the biggest dumbest smile. I pop out of bed, and I'm just like da 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 da, big smile. I'm going to take my dog. I have to take a pee. And like I walk and I open the door and I'm like, hello, Luna! And I get down and pet her and I was like, why am I so excited? But I could not be excited. So I'm like, you want to go it's outside? Like a, it's like a family guy skit. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Something was. I was like, you want to go outside? Let's go outside. Get your harness on. Let's go pee. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Did you bring your ping grenades? <laughs> oh, man. It's like I just imagine saying that and raging heart. I was like, where you're acting in reality, it's just Sean Chase. His dog, Reminds right? me of my yard with a hard on. Yeah. It's just me in the grass. <laughs> yeah. doing, you want to get your harness? Cat. I mean, hard on on Luna. Uh, <laughs> over my uh, my friend Aaron, the over eccentric uh, supercar guys guy. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Like hey, Luna, we're gonna go pee today. Oh, I kind of, that kinda, guy like, should stop making commercials. That's how I felt. Though. I felt like him. Like yeah. you want to get outside? Who has to pee? Um, I like how when you're describing your tea drinking, you're like, all right, I'm going to mix it, cut it with this, <laughs> one bag of melatonin tea. Well, I know. I'm going to get one I sleepy would, time and one chamomile. Were you on that night when I was making my my, my baby go night night? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, guys, I'm going nuts. I'm going to throw in two extra you sleepy times. I'm crazy. I'm going to cut that with one vitamin C. And, I'm gonna and then you hear this like paper moving. He's like, I'm documenting my results. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like hey, Steve, what do you this think would happen if I dissolved the melatonin in the sleepy time tea? And he's oh like, my God, he's an addict. <laughs> it's just like five minutes of Steven giggling. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Slept like a baby for five days. I love that shit. Slept like a baby yeah. for time a week. Tea. This episode of Pixelated Paranormal and O&D brought to you by Sleepy Time Tea. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, Don't do it. It's a gateway, man. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. But do Next it. thing you know, you'll be cooking meth in your oh, man. trailer, and I'll just be some crazy guy in the corner, just <laughs> blowing dudes for Lunesta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that yeah. note, we should probably cut it. You guys think we're really? Yeah, yeah, we're good to go. Awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for being here. If you made it to the end, you are you are the real MVP. If you made it to the end, we promise one thing. We'll, <laughs> We'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we'll come back drunker, harder. Drunker, and... harder, probably with more cats. What up, Brady's cat badashery? Oh, the fucking cat. Brady's home for wayward cats. Yeah. <laughs> Better than these kittens. 
Brooks related paranormal happy hour part two. Brady puts the takes the pussy off the chain. <laughs> it's Brady's Texas cat roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's little cat house in El Dorado. Yeah. Oh yeah, was well, that it? That's, That's it. it. That's Call it. it. Cut it. Stamp it. Adios. Blue. The cast that pixelated paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. You have two ways. One, email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, we have that set up too. Dial us at 707-523-4263. Again, that's 707-523-4263. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.